Welcome to the Welcome Nourishment to the Podcast. Be more burnt spoon, DC glass pipe, VA scent bells, about that trap life. Would you say you want to say some shit? Now we're recording. Bang. All that jazz. Wait, wait, Hello. wait, wait no, no, don't, don't start talking yet. Just, just yet. We got to introduce all types of shit. You know, we got to, we need some music or whatever and things of that nature. You know, give me a second. Just wait for my cue. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Cause I got you. I got you, man. You know, uh, let's see. Um, how, how you want to come in, uh, Calvin? Tell me, give me a song. Oh man. Oh fuck it then! Don't give me a song then because oh, give, give give a shot give a shanti and um a shanti. <laughs> Wait, hold up! Wait, All right, wait. I'm listening. Go. Can what we you... have a song since I'm the guest? Can I pick the song? Sure, <laughs> sure. What, what what you want to hear? Vibrant thing. Vibrant thing. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So you took it back. All right. Violators. All right, <laughs> my fucking Q-tip. Okay. That's my shit. Okay, well, that's 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 your shit then. Right, let's see. Bang the bang the bang the bang bang the bang the bang. Let's see. Bang a lot. I'm probably gonna listen to that CD tonight, man. <laughs> All right, well, well let's let's do it. Let's start this motherfucking podcast. You ready? Let's go. Hey, motherfucker. What? Oh, this is edited. <laughs> I picked the edited version. I ain't see the E on it. I'm sorry. What? Okay, we here. What? Even I, nigga. What? What? There you go. Come on. There you go. Uh, two steps in the motherfucking zoom cast. Two steps in the motherfucking zoom cast, nigga. What? What? Oh, I see you, Desmond. Okay. All right. All right. Shout out to Ben and Jerry because they are 30 minutes from me. Oh shit, we about to get in there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You didn't. You didn't. Wait a minute. It's such a vibrant thing. What? Vibrant thing. A vibrant thing. What? You tip. Uh, back in the days on the boulevard of Linda, nigga. What? What? All right. I'm about to stop the shit. I'm about to stop the shit. It's such a vibrant thing. What? Vibrant thing. A vibrant thing. All right. That's it. Uh, welcome back to another installment of this uh, Zoomcast, the Norseman podcast. I go by the name of uh, Jordan. We got some uh, some some folks in here. We got um we got Kelvin in here. Yo. Mm-hmm. I'm going in the robe. We got Shawnee in here. Hello. Hey, you got the robe on. I mean the uh the blanket. I see you. You got uh Desmond with the long ass name. You can't see it anyway. But... All right, cool. I'm 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 gonna skip over you and I'm gonna go to uh, producer producer. Hey y'all. Word gang hey, gang. Hey y'all. All right, so um we got a, a special guest in here. I ain't even gonna ask y'all how y'all weekends and shit like that was because it doesn't matter because we got a special guest. Um, <laughs> what is that rude? No, I'm man, sorry. you gotta no, do the what? special what? guest and then do the special <laughs> guest and then you do the weekend because nah, she's gotta be included in a weekend question. Oh, yeah, we can, we can ask her about her weekend. So we got a special yeah. guest in here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're sorry. slipping tonight, bro. I ain't slipping, man. I just was like, fuck y'all weekend. Um, <laughs> go out. So we have uh, Alicia here. Hello. 
Hey, how y'all doing? All right, gang, gang. All right, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? I introduced you, and now you can say what it is. First sure. of all, Alicia is, um, what, what do you do? Please tell us what do you do? I'm a traveling lab scientist. Okay, and what does that entail? Uh, so uh, the way I like to explain it is anytime you get your blood work drawn, you drop off a urine or a stool sample, um, you're in surgery and you need a blood transfusion, you have a wound and you need to find out, you know, what kind of antibiotics, all of that stuff, any lab work. I'm one of those people who works in the lab. Mm -hmm. So various aspects, there's some uh, areas that I don't work in, but as far as the, my position at work, it would be a generalist in the lab. In the lab. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, we can, we can pause it right there. All right. Now people know what did you do? Okay, since you're you're you know, you're a guest here. How was your past week? Your week, um, if you will. You know, my you know. week. So my work schedule changes from contract to contract. Uh, right. The last one. So the last contract I worked, I was on day shift, like seven to four. Mm -hmm. This one I'm on six p.m. to six a.m. Um, Wednesday through Friday. Okay. The contract before was Monday through Friday, you know, day shift. Uh -huh. So now everything is like my body clock is as, as I joke and say that my circadian rhythm is clapping on one and three instead of two and four. Like but, I'm off beat. First, like, of, all, first of all, <laughs> I, I, if you start using words like circadian and shit like that, I need you to break it down and say what that means. <laughs> circadian rhythm is your, is your natural body clock. So your oh, natural right. body clock, which, you know, is in sync with the sun rising and setting. And when people normally wake up or most productive, as opposed to at nighttime when most people are going to bed, my body clock is opposite. So three, four o'clock in the morning, I'm usually still at work if it's three days out of the week. So on my off days, I have to stay up crazy hours to keep my same routine or else it'll be hell when I go back to work. So it depends on what contract I'm on. I could be day shift, mid shift, evening, overnight. I try to do only day shift. And if I do overnight, it has to be in a row. I can't do five overnights. Like I know a lot of people have done it. Like I used to work at Walmart overnight. Oh my gosh, it's not... <laughs> It's not it's not for everybody. I'm not built for it. So there are ways that you can finesse, but I can discuss that further um, when it comes to becoming a traveler. Okay, so in, in other words, you didn't do anything this past weekend. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? We just <laughs> oh, oh my land. I didn't know I was rambling. You're absolutely right. I did not. In other words. Yeah, in other words, you didn't do shit this past weekend. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I mean, if you do anything. Well, I appreciate. No, y'all are so patient and listen to all of that. Thank you, because yeah, I was not because you, you threw out the uh, the body clock words, so everybody yeah, was yeah. like, "Oh, okay." She said something uh -huh. about some, some, some cicadas and shit, and I was like, "Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> cicadas? Like, yeah, like cicadas. What we doing? Cicadas? You know what? I I got that's the name of the episode. Those cicadium, whatever the hell it was. Well, yeah, what, what's yeah? You got to spell that shit for me. Text that name. <laughs> Yeah, circadian rhythm is C-I-R-C-A-D-I-A-N. I don't even so know like circle, right now. Like circle and Arcadian, circadian. Circadian, oh, okay. Circadian rhythm. That shit deep, though. Yeah, that's, that's hard. Your I'm natural like body clock. Mine is flipped opposite. Nigga, I'm going so to when now. I come home from work <laughs> at 6.30 in the morning, uh -huh. I don't go to bed until maybe 9, 10-ish, maybe 11. That's my midnight. 
So 12 noon, <laughs> when people are at work, that's my midnight. That's when I'm going to bed. What, or what? I'm usually already asleep. Well, here's a question. How the hell do you fix that once you like not working that shift? When I take my breaks in between contracts and I go back home, I retrain myself to be on daytime. How long does that because usually take? I well, because I'm a finessa and I'm a fly dresser. Oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> hey, I mean, no, I don't know. Wait, I'm 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 exaggerating a little bit. I'm a thrift queen, so I don't dress like real flashy. But whatever, you can That's if you thrift. Cool. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm a thrift. Anyway, um, by finessa, I try to take off between two. To four weeks in between my contracts Damn. because you don't you don't get PTO as a traveler unless you've been okay. with the company for a year because most of your contracts are going to be two to three months mm-hmm. so you know you don't have to work your contracts back to back so I'm like well since I'm doing all this moving around I like to take a break right so I build my vacation time or whatever you know around my breaks in between contracts which is usually two weeks to a month. All right, shit. So, a finesse and fly dresser, indeed. What? What else? Um. Well, well, y'all niggas want to talk about what y'all did for y'all weekend, or? Yeah, yo, you gotta go ask the questions, and then. What? What what, what question? I just asked you. You got. You know. You you, you, you don't. You don't want to usually start soft. Why you acting brand new? Look. Hey, Calvin. How you doing, man? Yeah. How how you doing, guy? Yeah. You usually start. Yeah. Start that shit off. feel important today. Yeah. My bad, Calvin. Go ahead, man. How how was your weekend, good brother? Oh shit, my weekend was pretty decent. Um, Oh yeah. I had a I had a slumber party with my cousins and shit. What? (laughs) No, that's why I told them because niggas had their bags and shit. Like anybody told me niggas was staying at night and shit. Oh my god. You had a whole but, uh, a whole ass summer no. party. Yeah, niggas are shooting pool all night. I tapped out on them niggas though. I was you tired. must have the cool house if people just show up like that. Are you the cool? Oh friend? no, we, I went to we went to my cousin's house, so oh, all my cousins oh. got together. We are oh, Frederick. Everybody else house. Yeah, it was out of Frederick. You yeah. Frederick? Okay. Yeah, so I had to go to work, so I ain't realize everybody was packing bags to get drunk and shoot pool all night. Uh, Do y'all call it slumber party? That's a boy. No, 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 no. I called it that. Oh. Oh, she, she I called that. I was, I was making a joke because no, she was trying to be. No, she was trying to shade you. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't I because y'all talked about it last week and y'all swore. I know that's why. That's why shit. No, that's why I said it because because it was funny. I wasn't wasn't calling a slumber party, but I said that it was a slumber party. It's okay. <laughs> no, nah, because when you said it, you're like, yeah, he was having a slumber party. So I, you know, it was funny mm-hmm. to me. So I said that to him, and everybody bust out laughing. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like. The joke, but you know everybody got the joke because there was guys. But yeah, oh, but yeah, okay. shot pool all night Friday. I tapped out on them niggas though. They kept getting drunk. You said you didn't want to hang over. Drunk. Yeah, them niggas was lit. And what I do? No, no. In house, like everybody's safe and y'all playing pool. Like, yeah, that's dope. yeah, that's what we did. And then Saturday, I don't, I don't think I did shit Saturday. Oh no, the water heater started leaking. That was Sunday. Not I don't. Do, I ain't do shit. Oh man, you going into home improvement shit now, huh? Yeah, no, nah, I didn't fix shit. Nigga, the BG came out here and fixed that. Uh, okay. Sunday, watch football. I mean, that was it. All right. All right. Cool. Hey, uh, hey, Desmond, what, what, what the hell did you do? Shit, I really didn't do anything, man. Chilled out, man. Relax. Sometimes it's good not to do anything, man. Enjoy life. So that did. I enjoy life this weekend. Short and sweet. I heard Brother Son of Flower. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. Uh, That's brown bottom. What, uh, 
Shawnee producer, what what, what did y'all y'all two uh, lovely ladies get into? I seen uh, Shawnee, were you uh, you went out to eat? I seen on your um your IG, you went out to eat. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just went um down the street. I went at Sushi Ya. Who? Sushi Ya. Uh, 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 say that one more time. I'm sorry. Yeah, sushi yao. Yeah, yeah. Oh, su- sushi ya. Yeah. Sushi ya. Yeah. Okay. What part of town is that? It's an orange mills. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, Sean, that's, Sean, that's a yeah. bop. Like I'm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I'm sure it's a great place. It's just any you know Owens Mills got their own highway, so it's a bop. She said they got they got their own highway. <laughs> like anytime people are like, oh no, Owens Mills not five twenty. No, it's not twenty minutes. It's a good thirty five. They have their own. They literally have their own highway. Like don't well, play in my face. It, well, it, de- it depends on where you're traveling. Where from. you coming from? Yeah, yeah where Owens Mills is not that far. In general, if you think most people are coming from a central location, central mm-hmm. to east, and not basing everything over west, it's going to run you 35 minutes. Oh, yeah. You're coming from east. Oh, you're coming yeah. from the, on the east side. I'm of course saying that's not, not even if I'm coming from like Sedonia or White Marsh, period. You got to go up 795 and then the little nooks and crannies of the neighborhood. Owens nope. Mills, it's a bop. All right, no, so, so like, all right, so for us, well, White Marsh is yeah. a bop. <laughs> Great. Say, first of all, if I'm, I'm not coming from Sedonia. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah going. see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, not, I'm not going. Yeah, we, from White Marsh. Yeah, we wanted to meet somewhere else then. We wanted to meet downtown <laughs> or something. Like, I'm not, I'm just not showing up. Like, yo, we're going to be out on his mills. Cool. Count me out. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. That's a lot for you, though. <laughs> how was the sushi spot? Because she started off. Yeah, Sh- about yeah Shawnee, how, how was the sushi spot? Please tell us. It was good. I mean, I've been there before, but it was, it's good. It's quiet. Um. So, yeah. That's it. What do you normally order when you go there? Um, I don't even remember the name of the two rolls that we got, but we had like they had like the shrimp that is kind of like the um bang bang shrimp. Um, so we had that. We had um like the little pork dumplings and yeah, and then we just had two rolls, but I don't remember the name of the rolls though. Do you ever get sake? Yes, we had sake. Um, that one I didn't like. I've had one at, so I've had only sake two other times. One time I had it at uh, Ross Sushi, and that one was good. Um, I was there with um, a doctor I used to work with, and she knew all about it. So she had picked the them out for us. Mm-hmm. And that was good. And then... Um, Another time was at what's the other restaurant downtown? Excess or are you talking about Kona? Yes, Kona. And oh my god, I miss Kona so bad. Oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> I felt love. Oh, I felt the pain. Kona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurt. Shit. Yeah, that I miss hurt my heart. Oh man, listen, listen. Dad, listen. When's the last time you had Kona? It's been a while. I've been on the road for like oh, two shit. years. How, how would you say what? How long? I left in New- November 2018 is when I started traveling. Well, it's, it is. So um, I'm only home like maybe a month or two at a time. And, you know, the pandemic has been a year. So it's January of 2021 and shit. We're going to get back to that. Producer, what the hell did you do? Oh, I didn't do nothing but um, I house sat. You house sat? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did it have like a dog or something? A cat. A cat? Ugh. 
What y'all looking like that's that's weak. I ain't do shit either. I had um <laughs> it was cold and then I ran. That's about it, about it. Oh, why y'all ain't tell me green turtle clothes in Towson? Oh yeah. Oh, oh my god, really? Yeah. What, what Nobody do you mean? gonna make it. The it's cold. That green turtle in Towson. Hell yeah, people used to go to that oh, green turtle. What? I was about to say, them kids live there. Yeah, that green turtle was lit. There's <laughs> some other bar now. But what is it? Was trying to fight the staff in there. I was my insomnia cookies. You trying to go to insomnia? Yes. It's an insomnia over there. Yeah, man, right man, my mother lived in Tulsa, and I don't never be driving through there and looking at nothing. And they was fussing, so I had to be the good citizen that I am and um, talk loudly. Just <laughs> a young white woman across the street acting really unusual. <laughs> you said the white people were acting unusual. Right. No, you out of control. Let's talk it. It's all it's all good. All right, cool, man. Everybody copacetic. You warm, Shawnee? I see you. All right. I just making sure. I want to make sure you was uh you was warm. So you said you've been on the road, Alicia, for how long again? You said uh Since for the past. November. Yeah, I left um after Thanksgiving of 2018. Jeez. And my first contract <laughs> was Alaska. I was in Bethel, Alaska. Mm, nice. I was in Alaska for six months. Um, that was really rough, but in a lot of ways, it became my favorite uh, contract. That and probably my Boston one, because being out there, like people wouldn't expect it as far as like finding your community or your tribe. The black folks I met out there, we in a group chat to this day. Like, you know how women be making multiple group chats on different yeah. platforms. <laughs> I'm in a group chat with them biddies on Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp. We're in the main group. Like, you know, we have our own, we call ourselves the underground. Like, I had a whole network. Like, we would have Sunday dinners. The first so night, so I moved up there a Monday. I had orientation Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And after orientation, uh, the first person that I met, like from that group, her name is Julie. She's from Houston, Texas. Well, well, I think her mom is from New Orleans, but they moved to Houston. I don't think it was after uh, Katrina, but I think it was like way before. But she said, hey, so some of us like to get together and have dinner. We hang out once in a while. You know, we do potluck style. Everyone contributes. I'm like, OK, I'm thinking, cool. I get to the house and one of her roommates uh, who worked in another department um, mm -hmm. of the, the clinical practice, they had on soca. They had like, you know, Swedish meatballs. They had like chips and salsa. I was like, is that incense burning? Like what is going on? I was so blown away that I found black women doing the same stuff that I do. In Alaska? In the far <laughs> corner. I was like, bro, what is really good? Like, it was so from that point, I knew I was going to be good. And, you know, of course, as more people, because, you know, communities like that are usually full of transient people. So you never know who you're going to meet and where they're going to be from. So as more, you know, people are coming in from orientation, we always like, you know, scouting them out. And sometimes people didn't choose to always come to our gatherings. They would give acknowledgments and, you know, we would see them around town. Town ain't so big. Mm -hmm. Like the, the distance from one side of town to the other was like 20 minutes. It's a very small town, maybe like seven thousand people. So, it's Alaska, though. 
Yeah, it's Alaska. So, like, you forge these bonds with these people. It's almost like military in a way because you feel deployed. You remote. Everything is different. Like, life, you know it. The life, the way you know it is different. So, yeah, I mean, essentially, because um, ain't no ain't no black people in Alaska (laughs) except for military kids. So it's a lot of there are several military bases. There's one in Fairbanks. Um, I think one in Anchorage, um, and I can't remember the other place, but there are military bases. There are a lot of Black and Native kids up there. My barber was Black and Native. Like, I had to, and I had gotten my hair cut before I took the job up there. So I had, you know, my Baltimore barber. I was straight, and I was Mm -hmm. like, ma'am, did you cut your hair and take a job across the world? What are you doing? (laughs) Are you out your mind? Like, and you a black woman? Like, what are you doing? I was like, Lord, I'm going to figure it out. And I got there, the guy who worked in Mm -hmm. X-Ray, I could tell, like, you know, you know how you can tell, like, a person is black and mixed with something else. Like, you you can, I don't know, like, their facial features. I don't know if that sounds racist. I really hope it doesn't, but I think, I hope other black people, I hope other black people understand, like, you know what I mean. Like, visually, they present as, you can tell it's black and something else. So, (laughs) I found out he was black and native. Like, I thought he was Filipino and black. And he was like, no, I'm, like, his, his, you know, parents were from that area, but it was like, it was learning the culture of native people and black people at the same time. Like it was a culture exchange for both of us. So him being my barber, like he was trying new stuff. I was like, look, I know you ain't done this before, but you're the only person I trust. We're going to work this out. So he did, he did well. I had a photo shoot up there and often like, you know, when people see my social media, you had had a photo shoot in the snow, what you was doing. I was at this this (laughs) state park in Anchorage called Uh Point Warren's off. And this point, was point break <laughs> point point. Yeah. I believe that's how it's pronounced point Warren's off. And that's mm-hmm. an anchorage. Um, I wanted to depict myself as a mermaid. Um, so I that's, that's like where this. that, uh, that's where that shit from. But, that, uh, that I, I've seen those photos. Which ones? Because I've done a fairy costume and a mermaid. Oh, wait, wait, you said you wanted to do a picture as yourself as a, as a mermaid. Yes, I, I, a, I must be thinking the furry, I think the furry one because I wanted to I wanted to shoot near the water and I wanted to be the represent. This was before Hallie was even cast as the Little Mermaid too. Like this was for twenty weekend of two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. I think Hallie got cast in like that June or whatever. But I just I want people to understand that mythological creatures can look like us too. Well, you know, and there you know, are a lot of. There are a lot of like legends and stories of black mermaids, especially in like Haitian folklore and like West African stories well, and things like that. And I believe in stuff like that just because we don't see it or have never seen things does not mean they are not true. Well, and there's more <laughs> stuff in the ocean that we've never seen than stuff on land. But well, that's so what I wanted I'm to like, say mm-hmm. because that doesn't mean he met a, a mermaid before. Mm-hmm. Did they make you stop talking? Like, no. were you allowed to speak? No, I could speak. You, they let you speak while you were with them? Yeah, we got drunk together. Okay. And they, like, took you back? No, no. So so different types will take you back, I think, for seven years. And when you come back, you're supposed to come back with uh, gifts. Mm-hmm. That's the gifts. Um, no, nah, this mermaid was just getting fucked up. We just hung out. No. <laughs> she was going off. That's my kind of carrying on. <laughs> 
I like her. Shoot, where was you at? Let me let me check it out. You was in North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina. Carolina uh, Beach or Outer Banks? I, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know exactly. It's like it was like close to Jacksonville, North Carolina. Maybe yeah. maybe an hour and a half away. Yeah. I don't even. Know. I'm ahead. I have been to Carolina Beach before, but yeah. I don't know if it's Carolina Beach. But it was a really. It was a nice beach. It was a really nice beach. I want. I want to see a picture of this mermaid. I, I think about it's, Desmond. It's, I'm talking about you. Yeah, oh, I want to see the picture too. I, yeah, I, wanna, I, yeah. I, I like to see this mermaid picture. Yeah, I want to see Are the mermaid y'all picture. On, um, y'all on Instagram? I'm on Instagram. That's Doctor. That's Doctor Voodoo. Doctor Natural on Instagram. The word Doctor. The word Natural. Um, I think my page is private, but I can't unlock look, it real quick. Look at y'all. Both both y'all doctors and shit. <laughs> we do what we Dr. can. Natural. Who's Doctor Voodoo? That's Desmond. Okay. Oh, is that your Instagram? Mm-hmm. Doctor underscore Voodoo. So that's cool because I cosplayed one year for my birthday um, at Comic Con. Well, this was the year that I was supposed to go to Puerto Rico, but there was the um, the hurricanes, Maria and Irma. So I had to stay, you know, in the United States. So I ended up cosplaying as Princess Kitagash at oh. um at the convention center, and the guy I was dating at the time played Doctor Voodoo. So I was like, oh my God. <laughs> well, he was Brother Voodoo, and mind you, I don't know. Who- I don't know who none of them people are. I know Princess Keita from Atlantis <laughs> right. because that's who I was playing. But I was like, like that cons, that's a whole thing. Like, like that's a whole thing. It is a very expensive, oh, yeah. like it's a thing. You know, people have their hobby. Yeah, I think was it was two years ago. I went to Otakon as Dr. Voodoo. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Brother Voodoo is like the initial version of, of Dr. Voodoo before he takes over, um, Doctor, uh, what the fuck is his name? I can't think of his name right now. White dude. What is it, Doctor? Don't get me the lion. Tell me out, Calvin. What is his name? Uh, <laughs> Come on, Calvin. Doctor. You talking about Doctor uh, Who? Is Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. Good job, uh, Doctor Strange. He took over. My Dr. sisters Strange's watched that. They're big Doctor yeah. Strange fans. That's yeah, the guy yeah. with the TARDIS, right? Yeah. Right. Right. So I'm a big Doctor Strange fan too, but Brother Voodoo becomes Doctor Voodoo when he takes over um, Doctor Strange's position as the um, Soul Supreme. Um, yeah. Is that why you got that cosmic ass background? <laughs> that could, be. could be. That's what's up. Cosmic <laughs> ass background. <laughs> I mean, it's looking real Doctor Strange's. So I figured, you know, you just being on brand. Oh my God, man. That's what's up, though. Cosplay, all right. What I don't know what the hell the cosplay is. I unlocked my like, page, so y'all like can go on do the, uh, Instagram. Like dress like anime or yeah, um, cartoons, heroes. cartoon heroes and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Heroes, villains. Okay, all right. That's that's some some new shit. You heard like when shit. people dress up like Mario and Princess Peach. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a it's like Halloween. <laughs> okay, but like. <laughs> Well, like Halloween for like all comic shit or yeah. anime cartoons. Okay, co- cosplay. Mm-hmm. All right, I got gotcha. you. You've uh, never you seen play. downtown when people flood the convention center with all of them. No, no, I, I've seen it. I, I just didn't. I didn't know. I used like, to work downtown. Like that was one of the best times of the year. No, I seen it. I just didn't know like what the like that the terminology. Like I don't know mm-hmm. Comic Con or Otacon. Yeah. Yep. And Otacon. then they have different. They have different cons too. But I know Comic Con they had in Baltimore. They did, yeah. And then the other well, thing they moved, they moved it all San up. Diego. 
And it's usually my birthday weekend. Like that third week of September is usually that weekend. Yeah, the, the big boy one is in um, San Diego. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's the big probably boy one. That's the biggest one. And that's when they um like whatever like movie or show is about to come out, they uh discuss it there or whatever. Yeah, that all the uh, panelists. They be the yeah. panelists to be there. I met DMC at the one I went to. I was not expecting that. I, I got your party you from 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 Run DMC. You yes, he, he kicked a freestyle and everything. I like to sell out. When I no shit. Like to sell out. That's random. DMC, bro. That's random as shit. I wanted to fall out. I was like, I don't even know what to say right now. You did. You didn't say nothing to him. When, when he yeah, first- I mean, like, I was recording, and I shook his hand, and he was real cool. It felt like one of those things where you're in the presence of someone who's great at what they do, even mm-hmm. though you don't know their catalog, but you know yeah. that they're, they're respected. It was yeah. one of them things. I was yeah. like, bro, this is DMC, like, on the humble, with the shiny head. I was about like, to he was- <laughs> he's, he's a he big part of the cool. he, he, he didn't have a, a fedora on? No, and he posed with the staff that I had for my costume. Like he was mad cool. I gotta find all this footage. Oh man, it's also good. on my Instagram. Her Instagram, Dr. she said you can look at it now and if you want, uh <laughs> if you want to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, that was 2017. 2000. Because I turned 30 that year. So I went skydiving after the Comic Con. Child, please. Hey, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if I can't get on this plane to Puerto Rico, I'm gonna just jump out of one. What what the hell? Well, that, that is not the, the proper way of thinking about things. That was my only alternative. I wanted to do something. Oh, like, I was no. going to Puerto Rico by myself. So I'm like, I was already going to do something by myself. Let me do something else adventurous since I can't leave. Do, do you like traveling by yourself? Yes and no. All right, so well, well, give, me, give, sorry, give me the pros and cons of why you don't like to travel by yourself and why you do like to travel by yourself. So the pros of it is I'm only responsible for me. Right. Um, anything that could go left, I'm the person who is responsible. I'm the person who gets myself out of whatever binds. There's no other liabilities. Right. Um, as far as cost, um, because it's only me and I don't have like kids or a pet or anything, mm-hmm. like I'm able to save more money. You right. know, there's no money being diverted to any dependents. Um, but I would say, other than that, as far as cost and lifestyle, Mm-hmm. like it's good <laughs> I, I mean like i, I enjoy it mm-hmm. uh, i've been doing it like i said for two years the cons of it are if you are so i did it while in a relationship before but that was already long distance mm-hmm. so to go even further distance like being on an alaska contract or like i had a an internship in Mali, in West Africa, back in December of 2019. So I was gone for three weeks, you know? So it's like, because of my traveling for work, it's kind of forced me to learn how to travel by myself. Mm-hmm. And that leads into the cons where it's like, I like to do those things, but it's getting to a point where it's like, Dag, I want to share this with somebody. Like, I don't want to just take all these pictures by myself yeah. or, you know, this particular city. Like, I know that, you know, whatever partner I could be with would have a particular interest there. It's like after a while you get to the point where you want to share it with someone. So I'm always very transparent about that. Even when I talk about it on Facebook or Twitter, I say, if you're good with being by yourself, if you're introverted, if you're fine with not having like companionship often like that, or if you are in a military relationship or whatever, or if you are good with long distance, it's perfect for you. The issue is now that we in a Panasonic 
And I traveled from <laughs> Panasonic. Yeah, it's like we're in a whole pancetta out here, and I can't really <laughs> express to people enough that single travelers, and it's not like you know, it's this thing where we're like, Lord, like help us listen, to I'll cry. But it's like to be realistic, it's already hard when people are home and restricted in their hometowns. Mm-hmm. But when you live in a whole nother city and a whole nother state and you don't have no people there and you're restricted from meeting people in your area, it can be very isolating. It can how, be very depressing. How often so, do you do you feel like you're lonely when you're, you know, you're out there traveling? Like, does does loneliness come over you? I would say loneliness as far as like feeling like sad, homesick. Not not, like, not like like homesick. Like I want to hug a man. You know, you know, I want to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he talking about he talking about, he talking about the yeah. one the woman the woman urges. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you, oh, you, okay. you know, like, you know uh, uh, just you know, like how like the, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just trying to be respectful. These sound effects you got going on. Just trying to be respectful. That's like what like the, like what like does like how does that happen? Does it happen? Does it happen often? Like how do As, you as a single woman in her thirties, mm-hmm. it is not always easy being on the road when you have no one consistent in your life. And right. I will at that. All right. It's not always easy living okay. like this. I always tell the women it seems glamorous. <laughs> you know, you get flued out or like my agency, out. They care. Uh, no, no, not as far as a man. Yeah, I no, know. No, I know. Not, not I got you. Yeah, we know. I got you. No, we, we know. We know. We know. We yeah, my agency will out. take. You know, will fly me out or give me a rental car or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that doesn't necessarily mean that someone is joining me on all of these different places I'm living. And I think some people get that impression because they're that, like, you never is, home. Yeah. You always track like that thing with Beyonce was like, you never home. Where are you going this time? You never <laughs> sit down. That's literally yeah. me. OK, but that doesn't mean that there's someone accompanying me that way. Mm-hmm. So that's for me as a single traveler for the people who are in relationships. There are some couples who've been traveling together, which I think is awesome. Like a lot of nurses who are um, like their kids are grown, they travel together or they work in like the nursing homes and stuff like that, or as like patient care techs. There are some people who wait until their kids are grown and then they go travel the world and the money's decent. So I'm like, it works good if you got a partner because then y'all both caking. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, sorry that you're lonely. I'm good. I would much rather. I'm good. I would much rather have an occasional lonely day than to be involved with someone and feel lonely in a relationship. That's that's what I'm saying. So like like uh, yeah yeah yeah. The the lonely days don't come that often. Then they they the lonely days are not at the point where I feel like overwhelmed okay good that's 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 good that's because when that's yeah. when your mental your mental health comes in the, uh, yeah. the play or whatever and we can't have that for you Mm-mm. yeah like have you ever gotten bored and just just came home like fuck that i'm going home for a day yeah I've, I've sneaked home for a weekend i surprised my sister she was really uh happy to see me so most of my family left baltimore and they're in south carolina so in between my contract really? when I'm off mm-hmm. okay so when i'm off i'm in between baltimore and south carolina so I sneaked home to Baltimore one time to see my sister, but um, yeah, my family and I are very tight knit. I'm the the damn Dora Explorer of the group, so <laughs> I don't know how my mother puts up. Like I don't know how my mother puts up with me. I don't. 
<laughs> she get all my flight confirmations. You know how you book something? They like ask you if you want an additional person email. Mm-hmm. My mother makes me like I have to put her on all my itineraries. So you you said you've been uh, uh you said you've been to Africa or whatever. What what's some other spots you've been to working? So my travel contracts, I did Alaska for six months. Mm -hmm. Then I did Holyoke, Massachusetts for three months. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Um, Then I did Africa after that for three weeks. Then Mm -hmm. I did. So last year and I was I was pumped about last year, even though 2020 was overall a shit show. Mm -hmm. I knew that when I started traveling, I wanted to have four contracts in one year in four different states. Mm-hmm. So last year I got to do that. So last year I did South Dakota from January to February. I lived on a, um, an indigenous reservation, the Rosebud tribe. Nice. Um, that was, that was sad. That, that shit was sad. Like I ain't even going well, can, to can, can, can you tell them about, uh, cause you told me the story. I want you to tell them about some of the things like that was going that. on with, uh, yeah, with that, um, that reservation that you was living on. Please like, like, so, some- like their addictions and things of that nature that you've seen so when you think about indigenous people if you you know if they cross your mind or if they come in your conversations is never or is rarely from a point of what strides they're making or what progress they're making it's like they had to fight to get something and now they got legislation or somebody finally approved something for them it's never like you know them just chilling having a good time yeah so living on a reservation, I was like, this is why. Like, so for starters, when a tribe is wealthy or when like some of, um, and I don't know if you're aware, but there are some tribes who are wealthy and some who are poor. The wealth of your tribe depends on whatever that resource was where they live. Mm-hmm. So the tribes who have um, like timber, water, um, oil, you know, stuff like that, gold, the government, you know, as we know, essentially snatched what they had, but they get their reparations or their tribal allocations. I don't know how the money gets divided. Don't ask me. But uh, what I do know is that, is that the tribe where I was living, they're a poor tribe because as far as the resource, they have like, you know, they have cattle, but a lot of the, you know, the white people bought a lot of that land and they have there are little spots. If you look at the land or the reservation map, there are little spots of it here and there. And it's not that like those white people have bought property there, but it's like not all of the land is charted, even though it's theirs. So outside of that property, then you have like all the people who bought the property there. Everything that's on that reservation, it's like a small town within itself. Mm-hmm. And the unemployment rate is easily like at 80%. Easily. Yeah, right. For that whole community, if you think of that whole tribe of people, that easily 80% unemployment, because the only places that are going to provide jobs is the hospital. And the hospital, the smallest hospitals are going to be like 10 bed, maybe 25 bed. So the 25 bed ones are called critical access hospitals. Mm -hmm. They're usually in rural areas. They have like an ER um, and uh, a surgery room. They're, you know, inpatient, outpatient stuff. So of that whole community, the only place where you can work is the hospital, the school, um, like social services, stuff like that, the grocery store, the gas station. That's about it. But as far as their land itself, it's just it's beautiful, sprawling, gorgeous land. 
But if the government couldn't do anything with that land per se, because they were not going to sell all of their land just to give away, there was no, there was nothing to gain from it. So they're a poor tribe, which is blowing my mind. Like that, that didn't make sense to me. Essentially, that's how my coworker described it. Whereas a tribe in like Minnesota or like New Mexico or something, they're wealthy because of whatever their other resource was. What, what state is this in, uh, in again? This was South Dakota. Oh, no wonder. South fucking Dakota. No one cares about that state. Except- Listen, even even during the when the virus was picking up, their what? governor was trying to allow people to come in without checkpoints. The indigenous community is one of mm-hmm. the worst affected when it comes to disproportions in healthcare. Mm-hmm. So to to not allow checkpoints for like people having temperature checks or whatever or describing their symptoms to come into an indigenous community, all I think about is smallpox blankets. Like mm-hmm. what? Not not like I just I think that to not have any preventative measure before coming in, because like ultimately we know that stuff can spread regardless. Mm -hmm. We know that. But to not have anything in place to prevent those people Mm -hmm. from having, you know, from being exposed. I was like, South, they do not care about those people. They don't like their providers. I'm I'm not going to like, you know speak down on the people who are are working there but overall other travelers would say too like a lot of times the care that people receive and the quality of what it is it's like it's subpar and it's not right i'll I'll talk bad about them fuck them it's It's just like to me i might as well have been in the hood i might as well have been in bon secours i'm sorry Hey, shout out to everybody listening to this podcast. Bon this I'm, so, I'm saying the same. If you're in the state, of, state of Maryland, Baltimore. Baltimore I'm from that's Baltimore City. Baltimore City. Okay, yeah, so Quit. people that's in Boston the city Killer. know. People in the city know the reputation that that place has. That's how I felt when I was at that hospital in South Dakota. Only difference is it was indigenous people. Mm, that's fucking. That was funny, it. Man. And then, and then over near Bon Secure, you got the the, the junkies. So. We don't call them junkies or people who have addictions. The point is those people usually have care that has what? quality far less than what they deserve. Why you can't call them junkies? Because it's derogatory. What the fuck is a derogatory name for people that get high? People <laughs> who have addiction. Everyone's background. What you say? No, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the indigenous people. I'm talking about the black folk that's over there on Bon Secure. I'm high. saying I'm it's about a derogatory. Oh, so, what, what, background and getting high. I'm saying, <laughs> as a healthcare provider, I can't just call someone a junkie. No, you like, can't do that. I can't do. <laughs> a person who is suffering from an addiction. A person who has an addiction. A mental illness. All them bitches just crazy. Fuck them. They they silly. You can't get your emotions together. You silly. You crazy. You see how that's dismissive. That's inappropriate. That's no, that's 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 different. It's not different. <laughs> and what and what what bitches you saying was crazy? Oh my god. I'm not trying to use a slur to describe people who have addiction. Is all I'm saying. What I'm saying is there's a parallel mm-hmm. in the two hospitals in underserved communities. And yes, in marginalized me neither, Desmond. So we can't say the same. Is that a bad word? Is that derogatory? Crackhead. Um, 
It's crackhead in derogatory term. Yeah, that's a bad one too. God damn! What they what they on crack? If you were crack, 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 crackhead. Yeah, you're a crackhead. What the fuck? Because we because addiction has a root, so we don't try to describe people by what they're addicted to. What if they chose to get high? They said, "Fuck, I want to smoke crack." Everyone, listen. It's what you mean. They chose to get high. Nobody. You know what I mean? Like. like like, I don't not, want to stick this needle in my arm. Like, yes, they do. What that's what I'm need? saying. They, they chose it. That's what I'm saying. It's her, it's her own addict. It's her, it's, you know what? I want, I want you dope. Fuck what it. I'm saying is we are not... It's not politically correct to use terms like crackhead. Damn, man. You can't call nobody fat no more. Addict. You can't nope. call nobody a crackhead. Nope. You can't come on. They, a junkie. They will light your ass up. I, I, learned, I learned this week you can't use the term uh, red bone. It's all types of shit you nope. can't use. Nope. <laughs> nope. Because this shit out here, boy. Because that stuff didn't come. The thing is, those are slurs that didn't come from us. What you say, Shawnee? You can use whatever term you want to use. Just know that if you are in a public setting in certain settings, you will face backlash. That's it. We'll reply to you. You can say crackhead, faggot, bitch, hoe, slut. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not saying no. no, no. Right. She wouldn't, bro. She wouldn't. Yeah. Ain't nobody going that far. Yeah, ain't nobody going that far. You tripping. Oh, that's the only word that's off. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You dropped the F-bomb out here. I wouldn't. I'm not out here in crowd saying that shit, man. What's wrong with you? But crackhead, though, man, that's nuts. I, ain't I didn't know. I didn't know you could. Something every day. Yeah. Sorry. I'll I'll, I'll take the crackheads into uh, consideration when I see him, and I won't. You won't. You'll forget after this episode. Nah, man. I don't want to. I did my part. Yeah, you did your part. Huh? You know. So what, what? What do you just say? Uh, people, users. People with substance abuse disorders. When the fuck did it like seriously? What oh, man, like, they changed it? You can't say addict, neither. You can't say addict either. That, that's a fucking I don't know about addict. I don't know wow. about addict, but I know that they base it on the person who when, has a condition, not when, the condition. When did defining that change? Like, when did also, that it's the same as um, autism. A medical background, of course, she's not going to call them that. You a person, right? them whatever so you can call them whatever right <laughs> so it'll be a person who has right not gonna call them that all right, fair all right i'm listening same thing but, with autism oh, i was yeah. i'm thinking with some feedback i don't know if y'all can hear me yeah we can hear you oh i was saying the same as like autism we mm-hmm. don't say autistic child or autistic man oh you say a man who has autism a child who has autism because things that come with a, a negative or derogatory connotation, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, like it's it can be it can sound insulting and offensive, mm-hmm. calling them just by what their condition is because people are more than what their conditions are. Oh, fair enough. So, okay. So, yeah, that's <laughs> I'm I'm still. I mean, I understand, you, you know, you're a, a healthcare worker or whatever, so you can't use terms like that. So if I'm out in the streets, still, I might drop a crackhead every now and again. <laughs> That's I, how the streets be. I understand. I apologize. I, I don't mean no harm, crackheads. I don't think that you're calling a person this to their face. It's just that in a public setting, I yeah, just... I'm not out here just rolling up with yeah. crackheads like, hey, crackhead, what's going on? No, we're just saying that even in public settings, like I understand, like this is a show and you're recording everything, but we're letting people be aware that in certain spaces, that's definitely frowned upon. Okay, go ahead. Um, giving us all this fucking 
Nourishment. Nourishment and shit. That's why we wanted you on the motherfucking show. I am kicking something. Um, anybody want to ask her anything? Anything else? Before I, you know? I don't know if you guys um talked about it while I stepped out, but since we are in the age of you know just entrepreneurship and um, just finding other avenues besides college, like what education did you have to have in order to do your profession? So I went to the illustrious National Treasure Morgan State University. And um, yeah, my my alma mater is a national treasure. Um, so I love to brag on my school. I graduated in 2014. Um, I didn't start working in the lab until 2015. And it was definitely like, wow, I get to apply these concepts from class. Like I'm in a hospital, like I'm, this is somebody's like real life in front of me. So it was, it was nice to finally like, you know, be in the field. Um, so I did my program. It's a subset, I guess, in a way under the biology department, it's called medical technology. So my degree is a bachelor of science in medical technology. And there are not a lot of lab programs and a lot of hospitals and a lot of colleges have closed their lab programs, which is terrible because you're always going to need people to run your testing. So I'm always trying to recruit. Real quick. Mm -hmm. Hey, Shawnee, did she answer your question? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Um, I lost my train of thought real quick. I'm sorry. Anybody got any more questions? I, love, I seriously lost my train of thought. Dude, I have a question. Go. And it's only because um you travel so much. And a lot of people, they are, some people, they don't like to answer. But I want to ask you. So with your agency, like, are they, do they require y'all to get the COVID vaccination? My agency has not required me to. Oh, okay. My employer, the hospital, well, mm-hmm. I'm contracted to work at the hospital, but I technically work for the agency. The hospital has prioritized that, you know, the people there working get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I have not taken it. Um, but my name is in a, you know, I'm one of the people who's qualified to get it. Like you're uh, the first responder type, uh, that list or whatever, like, hey, we need you to come get it if you can. I don't know if it's. If you know, because the healthcare workers are like the first people they. Just, well, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I'm an essential worker. So mm-hmm. I don't even tell people like that. Like my family knows, my friends know, but like on social media, I don't say it that or I have mentioned it before, but like I run coronavirus testing. <laughs> like I do it at I do it at work. How do you feel about running that kind of testing? Do you get nervous or anything like that? When I found out that it was gonna be a pandemic behind it, mm-hmm. I laughed because I was like, guess what? Mm-hmm. As a lab professional, you should always wear personal protective equipment. So to me, that's a regular day at work. Mm-hmm. So I was never shook to begin with because I already get respiratory samples when people have the flu and mm-hmm. I test them for flu A, flu B. When people have tuberculosis, when people have mono, strep, all that, I run those tests all the time. So a coronavirus mm-hmm. test is going to come in some extra packaging mm-hmm. and we might got to process the test different and change gloves in between and do this and do that. To me, it's a regular day at work. And I can't afford to live scared. Cause, and that's the other thing. If I ever feel unsafe or terrified or scared, I can't do this. I can't travel for a living and I can't travel for leisure if I operate in fear. So I hope that answers that question. It does. Mm-hmm. Okay. It does. Anybody else? 
anybody else because we in the COVID, we got the COVID uh, part of this, uh, <laughs> this questioning and shit. Do, do you know what COVID is? Like what, like where it came from and everything? So there are different types of viruses that affect the respiratory system. Mm-hmm. When you get to cold, like, you know, people have a regular cold and they better in like a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a rhinovirus. Rhino. That's on the back of the Lysol can. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. rhinovirus is the cold. Mm-hmm. Then you have rotavirus, which is one of like the intestinal viruses. Um, norovirus. Uh, coronavirus is one of the respiratory types. And there are different types of coronaviruses that people have already been, you know, sick by years before. Like there's a Middle Eastern one. There was another variant. I can't remember the name of that one. But this one, because if you ever hear them saying like the novel COVID-19, they're saying novel because the structure of it is different than other coronaviruses. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. If all coronaviruses fall under a certain type or a certain shape of virus mm-hmm. like they all have whatever such and such virus that that prefix in the front describes the type of virus it is and it like means something about the shape or the structure of the virus itself so all coronaviruses have like a crown type of spike on their surface so the one that we're dealing with globally fits under that family but it has a shape essentially it means that it has a shape that isn't one that they've recognized before. I don't know why it started in Wuhan. Um, They're saying that maybe it could have started from a lab over there, or I think that they debunked the whole bats thing. Um, I think it's very interesting that other outbreaks have happened from that area. But to be honest, like- What what the fuck are you doing over there? Like, and that's the thing, like I know a lot of people- Cut that population. Yeah, like, I know people are skeptical, and I get it. Like, Mm -hmm. governments are not always forthcoming and honest about, you know, scientific research. And, you know, I see why, because it can cause panic. So I understand why people are skeptical from a government perspective. And, like, a tinfoil... Unit four five zero zero protective meds. Oh, y'all can hear that? I'm Unit so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Whoa, somebody needs to evacuate. <laughs> like, oh, you need to get the fuck out. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? I am afraid. What is happening? I was shocked. It's a fire. Oh, it's a yeah, fire. Yeah. You said that shit too casual. I'm. I'm. I'm you might got. It's a fire. It's normal. It's okay. Fire, okay, I guess. Okay. All right, as long as you cool. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'm sorry, sis. You got it. <laughs> it's a fire, whatever. Right. You know, it's a fire. <laughs> shit happens. Shit, niggas burn shit every day, B. They happen all the time at the hospitals. It's okay. All right, cool. All right, continue, please. <laughs> uh, about spikes on novels and shit. So, like I was saying, I understand why people <clears> are. <throat> skeptical when you know the governmental leaders are talking about whatever aspect of it but i want people to understand that pandemics are not something that the government necessarily orchestrates this is a thing that happens from a biological perspective mm-hmm. they think that that because viruses bacteria's job is to stay alive and mutate to adapt mm-hmm. to different ways of infecting the body there's always going to be a new strain of something that people haven't been exposed to before. And it's up to your body's immune system to fight that off. Mm-hmm. So I get why people feel like the government is trying to manufacture this thing. I really do get it. And the other side of it is these things happen. So like in the meantime, just take the measures and the precautions 
until things subside. How do you how do you feel about uh this this um for, well first first part of the question how long does it usually take to uh, come up with a vaccine? I don't know specifics times, but from what I've read, around like four years or so. Okay. So with that being said, do you think it's safe to take this here vaccine for COVID-19? I think people should research each company and decide if they feel comfortable with it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, As a healthcare worker, I understand that I have the priority of getting it. And I think that people should also be allowed to feel hesitant about something. I think that you can, that you can do both. Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately if people decide to get it or Mm -hmm. to not get it, they're making the best choice for them. Mm -hmm. It's really not one of the things where I feel like I'm saying you should get it because this, this and that, and I'm not going to say, don't get it. I don't trust it. I understand why people want it right away. And I understand why people don't want it. Mm -hmm. I say that as a healthcare worker, I say that as a black person, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get both sides. I really do. So it's like, do ultimately what you feel is going to make you feel comfortable. Vaccines do not give you immunity. No, In this case, right. it would help you to, it would target certain factors of the virus that are effective at getting into your system mm-hmm. or making it, you know, a, a stronger reaction or making you sicker. Like, so it like, can fight. like the, uh, the flu, um, the flu shot, right? So when I, I express how diseases or viruses or or infections are transmitted. Mm -hmm. I'll say it like this. I like to make sense when I give analogies and I tutor also. So shout out if y'all need me, know anyone who needs tutoring, I'm available for tutoring. So let's say that someone's trying to break into a house. Mm -hmm. Most people are going to do what? They're going to try to kick the door in or break the door Mm -hmm. because if you pick a window, you know, you're going to have to break the glass and then climb in and you don't know what's underneath the window, right? If you're smart, because you're a virus, you're trying to break into this house, mm-hmm. this person. So you're going to try to get into the doorway. But you've been breaking into people's doorways for 30 years now. Mm-hmm. People don't have reinforced doors. They got door jams. They got the, the bolts. So now the viruses have mutated. So now they can be like a slinky. So now they slide down your chimney. They come down in your chimneys and they come down in your vents and your airways and stuff or where your dryer blow air out. They come in those vents and those ducts. So now it's like we could break in the door, but we can come in through the vents. So that works for about 20 years. Now the people have sealants and like, you know, things that detect when it comes in. So now the virus mutates and it can bite through the cement and concrete like a termite. That's essentially what viruses and bacteria do. They find ways to get inside your body different ways. Those are called virulence factors. So it can be the spike that attaches onto your cell. It can be the capsid that detaches and then comes into your cell. It can be little proteins that sends to break down your cell. But like there are different ways that the virus gets this new ammo or new ways to break into your cells and infect you. So when people talk about these new strains and we've said new strain in Brazil and this and that, yeah, suppose that's because they want to keep breaking into your house. That's supposed to happen. So the vaccine is giving you those other measures to keep the things from getting inside your house. Mm-hmm. So some, some parts of the vaccine will give you stronger doors. Some parts of the vaccine will block out your vents and your ducts. You're just going to have to live with stale air. I'm sorry. Like it's one of them type things. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. All right. Essentially. Look at you. All right. Shit. So if people choose not to get the vaccine, they can boost their immune system and, you know, eat and drink things that are healthy for that. 
What are some things you should eat and drink that are healthy for it? Well, a lot of people are, and I am not a pharmacist or a diagnosed professional who can write scripts. So do not quote me. I'm not how liable for anything you take or will not take. A shamanai, a shamanai, okay? Um, Elderberry. (laughs) (laughs) Vitamin C. Vitamin C all day, gang, gang. Vitamin C for sure, elderberry. Um, Definitely staying hydrated. Washing your hands is a strong vitamin. It's a really good one. Um, And I will say that the top two that I would know of are elderberry. And I take an elderberry supplement. Um, and vitamin C as well. I, I do as well. Being aware, like one thing I learned because as a healthcare worker, I have to wear my mask all day. So mm-hmm. I don't hear nobody complaining about it. I have to leave that on all day, whether I'm with a patient or not. So mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much I touch my face because I'm trying to adjust my mask. So that's other ways that people can become infected if you're not paying attention because people don't realize how much you touch your face, adjust your glasses, touch your hair, do your eyebrows, anything. Becoming hyper aware of your own habits. Yeah. Stop touching your face. Do better. (laughs) (laughs) Do better. Hey man, look, listen, that coronavirus shit is depressing. Um, Oh, go, go, go away, Shawnee. What you about to say? Something to double back on it because I don't know if you um, saw the article that came out like three weeks ago and they were talking about Bangladesh. Was it Bangladesh? I think it was Bangladesh. Um, and they were talking about uh, what's it called? The NAF virus or whatever. Anyway, but when they first heard about the outbreak, um, because they've been researching the bats and knowing that they carry coronavirus. Anyway, um, they were able to, because they have like 70 million or something like, they have a lot of people there, but they only have like 8,000 cases because they were able to contain it because they already knew what this virus was going to do. Um, and so they were just trying to let people know that, um, you know, there could be like another outbreak with, you know, uh, another virus. I forgot what it's called though, but if Antivirus? People- okay. hmm? H-A-N-T-A, Hantavirus? Because I know hantavirus is tied to bats. Um, let me see. Hantavirus. Mm, if no. y'all knew how many crazy words yeah. I had to learn in school. <laughs> <laughs> it was no point asking people to help me study. <laughs> what, what is it called, Shawnee? It's N-I-P-A-H. I don't know. So, Napa, Napa virus. But, um, Napa know how. Never know how virus is shit. Um, so they were saying that the death rate ranges from 40 to 75 percent. God damn, you what half occurs. But what they were saying is that, like, um, I guess these particular bats when they were having their outbreak was because I guess they like the sap from the trees. And so if people went to go like tap the tree and like get the sap to drain, the bats would like end up like defecating and you know, in the, like the bucket because they're you know drinking or whatever, so they're like <laughs> or whatever in the bucket, and they wouldn't people wouldn't tell, couldn't tell or whatever. So you're ingesting whatever, and that's how people were becoming infected. So she sounds uh, okay. That is a great way of describing um, things that have an intermediate host. So that virus which normally would be in the bat, the bat is the intermediate and then passes it to the human. 
that's how people be getting sick because stuff is supposed to be an animal virus, but crossing your environment with animals like that. And like she's describing food in buckets and stuff, close contact and handling. That's how people end up spreading stuff. Like, Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. That that sounds fucking (laughs) disgusting, man. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Um, That's, that's work though. That's what we deal with. Man. Um, Anything, anything else anybody want to ask her? I think let me look at my little, my little. If y'all know anyone who is interested in being a traveling healthcare worker, please send them my way. There are jobs for so many, like so many positions in healthcare. I'm talking about phlebotomist, CNA, sterile processing, surgical tech, occupational health, uh, physical therapy, respiratory. Of course, nurses. I mean, everything. MRI, radiology. If you know anyone in those fields, um, whether they work wherever in the city, county, or anywhere in between, if they're interested in having a travel career, let them or send them my way. That's dope. I like that. Look at that. Put put uh, it's gotta be black people though. No white people. <laughs> I am interested in recruiting whoever would like to expand their career horizons right. and diversify their bonds. All right, cool. I, wanna, I, wanna, I got you, though, but I want to keep with black people. Got to diversify your bonds. <laughs> bong, bong. Bong, bong, son. Bong, bong. <laughs> Look, um, can, I, can I add somebody to this real quick? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. You, you, you guys probably know this person. Coming to the stage. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> like yeah, is, is he gonna say something, nigga? That's fine. He can. Is he on this motherfucker? Zoom <laughs> Yeah, Zoom Poppy. That's me. Oh. What the fuck? Are you on mute, man? He on mute. Nigga, talk yeah, to yeah, me. You got, you, got touch, you got to touch your phone, bro. There, there you go. Look, he got the little brick background. Hey, hey, nigga, come on. Is he got Naruto hat on? You're muted. You're muted. Oh, yeah, he's on mute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're on yeah, mute. Okay. Come on, can y'all hear me now? Go. All right, now we can hear you, good brother. All right. <laughs> hey, I feel hey, old as hell. Yeah. I'm not the techie right there. I'm Hey man, ladies and gentlemen, there, there go good brother Otis right there. I wanted to add you uh, to the to the Zoom cast right here, man. How you doing? I'm great, brother. I'm great. How are you? Hey man, look, look, I can't complain. I'm fair for a square. Right now we have, uh, excuse me, Alicia uh, Extraordinaire. She in here bringing down um, some some novelties of uh, the coronavirus and spikes that come with it. And you know, uh, if you know anybody that want to travel and get money that they know how to fix like MRI stuff, you know. <laughs> Healthcare workers. What? <laughs> if you know any healthcare workers who are interested in doing the travel <laughs> aspect or floating around the country and U.S. territories, because they have openings as well, yeah. send them my way. Phlebotomists. Well, oh, nurses, phlebotomists. All that shit, man. If they you work know, in a hospital. CNA, they come get the DNA. You feel all me? Of come you on think? now. Come yeah. through with this. <laughs> yeah. man, look, they get the DNA. Yeah, you know what I mean? Look, you shit, you oh, dropped out, you know. I picked that shit up. You feel me? We out okay. here. Anybody got any uh, more questions for, for her and shit? Because this has been dope, man. Needed this nourishment right here. Any more questions? All right, so I, I got a question. Like, I'm, I'm kind of um coming into it. Uh, Just 
a little bit about your, your background and what you currently do. Nigga, no. So, we already did that. <laughs> nigga, no. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, no. I mean, oh, no you, you get, give him the cliff notes. Give him yeah, the cliff I, notes. <laughs> I'm a traveling lab scientist, so any blood work or body fluids that get processed in the hospital, I'm one of those people who does that. Okay, and I, I travel just... to different cities um, in the country and, well, in the world, technically. But for the most part, in the United States, so where there are openings and there are shortages, I take contracts. So I've been to Alaska, Iowa, South Dakota, Massachusetts, and now Vermont. Mm. Nigga, she was in Africa, the brotherland. You feel me? That's, that's crazy. So when COVID first started... Oh, like, shit. Here he go with the same man, question. Man, when COVID started, <laughs> this is how I knew... <laughs> The, and and everyone was asking, like, you know, people like, do you think it's real? This is how I knew that it was something off. And, oh, of okay. course, I didn't know that it was coronavirus, but I All knew right. something was off. When I was working in South Dakota, mind you, my contract there was from January 7th till Leap Day, right? February 29th. In the seven weeks that I was there, mm-hmm. we would have patients come to the ER. And I work Monday through Friday. We would have patients come to the ER, let's say Monday night. Let's say five patients total over the course of my shift of eight hours, maybe five that I could I could just randomly say maybe five people could have symptoms. And I'm running their tests for mono, strep, flu A and flu B. Mind you, RSV and RSV, RSV is only supposed to be on children or like immunocompromised people. By Thursday, at least three out of those five people were coming back. Same symptoms, stuff not getting better. The following week, one or maybe two of those people from that Friday are coming in the same thing. I'm like, why is this negative? Why? How is the flu negative? Why is the flu? I'm running stuff over them. Why is this patient flu A and B negative? And I ran them last week. Why is that strep negative? Why is that mono test negative? I mean, none of them. It did not make sense. So when people, and mind you, I was, I was there January, February of 2020. In December, I was in Africa. And, you know, that's when it kicked off. So I wasn't doing corona tests in Africa. I was working with the, um, a veterinary lab. So it's like we had heard of it. But when I flew back, I got back from Africa like two days before Christmas. I flew into Dulles. And there was a sign for people coming from Uganda at the time saying, if you're coming from Uganda, we need to answer some questions because they had an Ebola outbreak. That was the only outbreak that I knew about. We had heard about what was going on in Wuhan, but it wasn't what we had knew, you know, knew in March. When I left South Dakota, leap day, came home, you know, hung out, whatever, back home in March. March 13th, no, it wasn't March 11th when Trump locked it down. I don't remember. Whichever one of those days, I was like, I wonder if it's because they can't figure out why all, you know, people have been getting sick and they can't figure out why. All those people who were saying that they had it in December, January, February, I believe you. Because so many people's tests was coming back negative. I'm like, this machine cannot be this off. It can't be. And it wasn't just like we had this one little thing. Other people in other facilities were saying like a lot of their stuff was negative. I'm like, yeah, because we didn't know we were looking for something else. Yeah. Like one, I, one I gotta, thing. I'm going Oh, go ahead. So in the military, right, for three years prior to me leaving, I was attached to a chemical and biological radiation unit. And you were for a Dietrich? No, no. 
I was at Camp Frederick. Camp Frederick. Uh, she she, she looked like she was uh, scared for you. No, because yeah. I was like, oh, my Lord. Because <laughs> he knew who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was scared. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is, is that, like, when it came to um, chemical and bio warfare, right, we were given a certain uh, level of training. And then when COVID kicked off, the proper PPE that you guys were supposed to wear, like, I saw hella nurses not wearing any of that stuff. And that's what something that I was going to uh, like kind of mention, like you guys really didn't, you weren't protected when it kicked off. Like mm -hmm. I didn't see anybody covering faces. No. And you, like, you know, like a lot of, they didn't, no. they didn't allow y'all to do a lot of that stuff. And like with my background, I'm, I was sitting there like these nurses are like about to go through a crazy ordeal because they're not properly protected. I was fitted for an N95 and they would switch them out. So at the end of the day, the phlebotomist would collect everyone's mask. We would have this bag and she would put it in one of the side phlebotomy rooms and they would have this UV light and they would just, they would just beam them. We had mm. to use the same, like there were nurses who would like their N95, N95 mask was raggedy. Yeah. Cause we had to keep, I was like, what country are we living in? Y'all bragging about all of this, and I gotta reuse. I got lipstick. You know, I'm trying to be cute. I'm thinking I can throw it away, and they're like, "Oh no, no!" Uh, no I'm trying to be cute. We on lockdown. I'm in the middle of of, of, of fucking corn country, Iowa. I'm trying to be cute at work. I'm about to take the mask off, and they're like, "Oh, um, we put them in the UV bag." I said, "What?" Mm, they try to get you. He is Baby. not a clean it. Mm. So, interestingly enough, a lot of people, because they had it before and didn't know, they had antibodies. But we don't know how long the antibodies are good for. I do want to get an antibody test because I'm like, we don't know. Like, this is still something that we're still developing. We don't you, know how what the life is of the antibodies. You've had COVID before? I didn't know I had it. Yeah. I had. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Didn't even Damn. know. You know. You know how I found out. How did you find out? When I left Iowa, I took July off, mm -hmm. and I was working at my old job downtown Baltimore at the Bio Park. Mm -hmm. So they were just reopening anyway. They had been closed, you know, from that time in March until July. So mm -hmm. when I was coming home, they were reopening anyway. So all the employees had to have a nose swab and blood work. Your nose swab for your current status and your blood work for your antibodies. Right. So my coworker was like, well, I have good news and weird news. The good news is you're negative. The weird news is you have antibodies. <laughs> I said, well, when did I get it? Because I've been in Africa, South Dakota, Iowa. Shit. I've been, you know, and when I was on the contract in Iowa, that was after the lockdown began. Mm -hmm. So in Iowa, I was running. At first, we only had the technology and the cartridges to screen it. Mm -hmm. Then when we got the cartridges to confirm it, we were running them in-house. So mm -hmm. I was running Corona tests since March, Damn. but I don't know when I had, it. I don't know if I had it back when I was in South Dakota on the reservation. You see what I'm saying? So that yeah. asymptomatic stuff is real. Cause I'm like the most I had since I came back from Africa and that was seven months. Uh -huh. I came back from Africa in December. I got so, that test in July. Where, where do you think if you had it, where do you think you might've uh, contracted the, uh, the virus? I think if anything, I might've had it in Iowa because that was when I started 
running what we knew were confirmed specimens. Okay. Like in South Dakota, we were just running like those strep and mono swabs and flu swabs. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And also, I still don't know because we don't know how long the life is of the antibodies. Mm. That's why I'm like, there's so many moving parts to this. There's so much that people don't know. Mm -hmm. I understand why people feel like concerned or like overwhelmed, but like mm -hmm. take time to like unplug from this stuff because it's not going to go anywhere for a while. Fucking like sad. don't overwhelm you. yourself by this information, please. This I was about to ask you like, like we, and then we can get off of this because there's some other stuff that I want to get to or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but realistically, when do you think this shit would be like, not, I don't think it's ever going to be over with. Right. I think that this virus is going to be around. Is that, is that about right? I think that based on previous pandemics, I would give this another two to four years. Okay. And when people say return to normal, I understand why people feel like life will never be the same. In a lot of ways, the work industry needed an overhaul. Mm -hmm. People needed to be paid better, you know, and other things, other measures needed to be put in place. So in that way, I think the world will not be the same. Exactly. I think we will eventually get to having events like we did before. Mm -hmm. I know why people feel like it might not be a thing. And if so, then we may just have to wear masks in the future. But I'm like the Spanish flu decimated so many people, yeah, you know, yeah. hundred years ago. And we had, you know, Freaknik and Woodstock and Essence and everything since then. Like things Freak eventually Nick. do. Okay. <laughs> I, man, I'm too late. I'm I'm way after You're my saying. Freak Nick, man, ain't none of us old enough. I, to, I'm uh, saying, girl, like people being close, <laughs> yeah. people during the Spanish flu days may have thought the same, you know, they felt the same way that we felt. I think we need mm -hmm. to find their journals and see how they dealt with it because we've never had to deal with this before. Yeah. But eventually things did go back to having gatherings and mass. So I know people feel like it may not be a reality, but I would say give it maybe as far as big outdoor events, mm. I wouldn't put it has three to five years do, do you think and if, that's being generous because it depends on having good leadership as well that's what i was about to ask you do you think if uh the, the administration that just left office do you think if they took better precautions when this shit first kicked off do you think it has gotten as bad as it's gotten we would be in a much better place if we had competent leadership mm -hmm. um and it it does play a role as far as what people believe and whether they want to move forward because it's like a global thing and very few things have affected us on a global level like this. Mm -hmm. But when people feel confident in their leader, they tend to follow suit. And I don't want to call people sheep, but it is what it is from a global perspective. Mm -hmm. When your leader is competent and confident and on point with stuff, you feel secure in them. And we didn't have that. Damn. I'd also like to add something. So militarily, right? Um, about four years ago, there was a report that was sent to the current, well, the previous president and the administration stating that there would be some type of biological attack on U.S. soil. Four years ago. I believe it. They don't and, say anything about that. And there was, um, they put together um, a mission and if you look it up, it's called, you can look it up on, you can Google it. It's called the C2CRE mission, um, where we prepare for certain biological attacks such as a, the coronavirus. Um, so the U.S. has been prepared, like they have precautions set up militarily to protect from it, but they didn't enact it when COVID went and, you know, came in and attacked us all. Another thing, I also work for the Food and Drug Administration, FDA. 
Now, normally, you know, the trial periods are like two to three years to test a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Nigga, you but, late, man. I was, we already I said that shit, man. Earlier. I said four <laughs> earlier. Yeah, but this this is the thing. Like we're we're completely rushing it. I'm sorry. I, no, it's I cool, man. You ain't know, man. Because yeah, I ain't know. Sorry, my, my good brother. It. My bad. No, go, go ahead. no, no, yeah. no. I'm sorry. No, get your shit off, man. No, because you know, because you know, you FDA ass nigga. You can go ahead and say <laughs> what, what it is, baby. Go ahead. It's cool. It's all good. No, nah, because you was late to the party. My, my bad, yo. No, no, you ain't, you ain't got to say your bad. Now go ahead. Get your shit off, man. Look, listen. Come on, soldier boy. <laughs> One thing is, like, in, internally, we keep asking the higher ups, like, what's going on? Why are y'all doing this? Like, mm-hmm. and, and why are you trying to rush it? Right. And they talk about, like, the emergency precautions and all of that. But Another thing is the previous person who ran the FDA is now in charge of, I believe it's the Pfizer vaccine. That's interesting. Pay attention to real, what's really going on. Convenient. That's yes. very convenient. The previous- Where's that Cardi B meme? How convenient is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you, you really be surprised behind the scenes how some things are really going down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, mm-hmm. what do you think is the 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 agenda then globally? Because it's not like the U.S. is the only place that has coronavirus. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, they're trying, trying to call population too many people. I don't think it's a population control thing because try to control. There, there are other things that are tied to the pandemic and the fallout from it that people can profit from because of the free market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't That's think it's true. about killing people. Now, the only person I will say that who was invested directly in people dying was uh, what's her name, Lofla in Georgia, who bought stock in them body bags. Yeah, I don't know who yeah. else. Yeah, I don't know who else did that, but people like that, I will say, are directly invested in the death aspect. But as far as other stuff like medical equipment and stuff like that, the mask, like people are wilding with these mask prices. Let's be for real. Like people are investing and profiting from the fallout and other things tied to it. And Bitcoin. Because like the the pharmaceutical people providing the vaccine, like they're not even uh, like if somebody die or get injured or anything, they're not even responsible for anything that happens. Uh Uh-huh. So like it's actually a law that when they come with these vaccines, they can't be prosecuted anything for any Which is crazy. Hey man, look, listen. I'm like, that's not the same as a waiver when you eat the the fucking hot right. thing. Like this is right. Tough. You're not <laughs> signing right. You're not signing nothing. It's just you gotta take it, and whatever happened to you happened to you. We'll mm-hmm. figure out the next batch around. That's nuts. Like um, I seen the one video with the lady. She was just shaking for no fucking reason. Yeah, she took the vaccine. That shit uh, scared me. Um, wow. We just lost uh, Hank Aaron. They trying to say that what a couple of days prior he had took the, uh, the COVID nineteen vaccine, but they try to say nah, he didn't. He didn't die from that. That was natural causes. I was about to say Hank Aaron was old. He was old, but yeah, nah, I don't man. know about that though. Come on, now. Yeah, that nigga, that nigga was chilling. He was chilling. He was eating chitlins. And all types of shit. The next thing you need to tell me, he, he was didn't. chilling. But considering life expectancy, like Hank has lived a long time. Nah, man. I'm not saying that COVID. I'm not saying That's that he should have. I'm not saying it should have been sped up. I'm saying considering <laughs> life expectancy, he was definitely on the far end. Yeah, man. Look, listen, you know, man. He was old. He deserved it. It's like no. Oh, that's fucked up. You know what though? Yo, fucked up. 
<laughs> when we talk about <laughs> vaccines and research, I used to work at a pharmaceutical like research place, the place downtown where, where I said where I had to get my test done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Biopark. University they, of Maryland. Yeah, there are all types of drugs that people sign up to do studies for. I'm not, so, I'm not, I, that should be crazy. Yeah, yeah, the checks are crazy. Yeah, checks are crazy. I would yeah, you heard about that bitch quacking and shit, and you got a, <laughs> <laughs> got a, got a whole ass. Oh. Like, well, why my ass so big? Your ass big as motherfucker. Oh, you look crazy as shit. Like, what the fuck happened? Oh, <laughs> what you say? You gotta thank those people for the advancements that we have today. Somebody has to test it. Hey man, God bless them, man. I hope they did get paid handsomely. They out here walking with a big ass yeah. all of a sudden and shit. They did. Yeah. Tony got a big ass and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tony went down to Biopark and niggas said, fuck it, man. They said 50 oh. Told him to slap that shit on me. And next thing you know, I woke up, I had a whole ass. I was like, what the fuck happened? You had a whole ass. A whole ass. <laughs> <laughs> not, the, not the regular one. That nigga had a whole new whole ass on him. Like, God damn, Tony, what happened, baby? What's going on? <laughs> shit, put a nigga on the strip. No, let's get away from this fucking uh, virus uh, talk, man. This shit is terrible, man. Look, listen, oh, before boy. we get away from it, though, um, at least you had shared a story with me. Um, you were driving somewhere, and I don't know if you want to share it or not. You were driving somewhere, like in the middle of, uh, like you know, America, or whatever, and you you had like a an accident. Yeah, I um, was road tripping to Denver while I had about two weeks left um, for my South Dakota trip, and. Denver is beautiful. I had a great time. I just want um, you to share this story because of divine intervention. That's all. Because go ahead. Yeah, um, I had a great time. I was, you know, I had a, my drive back. I did feel tired that morning, but I didn't think anything of it. I had coffee and everything. And at one point, I changed my music. And the next thing I knew, I was on the other side of the highway. Damn. Like, it was Nebraska. It was snowing outside. I was the only car out there. And in the process of me trying to slow down and like get back up onto the highway, the momentum and me turning my wheel, I ended up flipping the car flip. So I was like, yeah, this is it. I'm, this is it right here. I'm about to be gone right here. And I don't know if any of y'all have had a near death experience, but there's that moment where you see where it could be like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then there's, and then at that, I'm not even going to say afterwards. It's like a parallel. At mm-hmm. the same time, you see that that could be it. You see yourself fighting to be out of that moment. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how else to describe that. But it's like you seeing yourself fight through it at the same yeah. time. And that was my experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the car rolled and I managed to, like, let myself down. Like, the seatbelt held me in place. My Afro puff was, like, brushing against the, the ceiling. I was like, whoa, like, whoa whoa like the windshield like wasn't like pop like complete shattered intact but you know like how glass is shattered but still in that one yeah. piece it was like that i climbed out like my door wouldn't open so i had to climb on the passenger side and um i was like patting myself down like am i broken in half is this like the tom thing where you see like his body come up out of his I mean, his soul come up out of his body and go up the stairs. Like, <laughs> am I going up the stairs? Mm. But I I managed to, you know, call the sheriff department. I talked to my family. But it's it was one of those things where, 
like and there was a guy who wrote by like other people have written by too but I was out there I think by myself for maybe 15 minutes so if anything would have happened to me like I would have been long gone, like long gone in the middle of Nebraska, like at 10 in the morning, like, you know, nothing but fields of cows and stuff like there. That was nothing but my ancestors, divine intervention at work. So um, I'm very grateful to be alive and moments like that. Honestly, that was I didn't think anything could get scarier than my skydiving, and that was absolutely worse. That was worse than skydiving. You you chose to jump out of a plane. Yeah, yeah like the skydiving thing, like you know, this is cute. I got my little video that gave me my CD. I got my pictures. <laughs> oh, you got your certificate for you know um, taking the dive. That shit like swimming with dolphins. They do the same thing. Yeah, that was swimming with dolphins. <laughs> I had a coffee date with death that day, so I was like, oh wow, like I just I encourage people to whenever you have like a serious traumatic incident in your life regardless of what it is like take time to process it talk to somebody about it work through it but it's something that can stay with you forever but you manage it in waves Mm -hmm. if that makes sense and that's another thing I always advocate for when I talk about my life as a traveler um, as a person who's often like uh, traveling alone and experiencing things across the world like by herself and learning how to navigate things like that you have to take into account your mental health and how you present things and how you process things like you don't have to be in a rush to have this superwoman persona like I didn't realize that sometimes it can come off that way like this superwoman Carmen San Diego like travels the world scientist <laughs> and then, like, oh, I don't think, like I don't think about it I'm serious like you know I don't think about Excuse it because me. it's what I do for work so when people say, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a traveling scientist. Oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm still like, I'm a regular, regular girl at the end of the day. Like, I have, you know, BS and problems like anyone else. So I think it's good to not be defined by the grandeur of your career and all these other, like, accolades and stuff. You know, like, remember to be in tune with yourself. Yeah, man. Um, you also do something else. I don't know if you want to talk about that. I'm a doula. I'm also a doula. I'm a I'm a birth worker. So doula is a doulas are the partner of um, emotional support and physical support for pregnant people. That's another teachable thing. We we don't always um, it's not always proper, depending on who you're addressing to say pregnant women, because not all people who identify as a pregnant person are women. So we have to respect people's. Um, what the fuck? I'm, I'm not joking. How was that possible? What do you? I'm saying that as a birth okay. worker in 2021, and as a black woman birth worker, mm-hmm. I have to respect that people from different backgrounds and various, you know, ways of life, sexual orientation gender assignment, gender identity, because none of that is going to impact how I treat them. I treat them as a person who is pregnant and who is, you know, in a very vulnerable place to deliver a baby. So I say my, my motto or my mantra for my, uh, my doula business is I pamper pregnant people. So I say, I take care of the pregnant person. That's all. You just keep your language respectful of whoever. The pregnant person. The pregnant person. The the birthing person. The pregnant person. That that's just like the acts that all these pregnant people have vaginas. Just... 
Because <laughs> there you go. Not everyone identifies with whatever. They don't identify with a vagina? No, so, so. That's a medical so term, I, right? No, vagina. I do, I do a, because I a person a can be in transition. Or, you know. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you to be. I'm, I'm just saying these, this is how things go. So I just. I just try to keep myself updated. I think Calvin got a question. Before you see your question, though, in San Francisco, they don't call manholes manholes. They call it, uh, I forgot what I've they heard call of it those things, shit. those a bars. Yeah, they, they call it yeah, they, they, You know, the manhole and shit when you lift it up or whatever, you're going yeah, to yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, they don't call they don't call it that no more and shit because they wanted to get rid of, uh, you know, uh, man, woman, and all other shit out there in San Francisco. So I just want so to. So what do they call it? Sewer hole? I, I forgot the the term of it, but that was like a like a couple of years ago. They did that. Go ahead, Kyle. What you was on? Uh, you wanted to ask? No, nah, I was just wanted to ask because like, so like, when people saying they identify as something other than what they are, like if you currently have the vagina, get ready to give birth, you still can't say that that's a woman or identify them as a female if they. So say they was unconscious, right, and you was reporting to another doctor. Would you state that you're you had a female patient, or would you say you just have a patient? Guess what? You say, you say, I'm not what I'm not in a clinical position to do that. That's one reason why at this point in my career, I don't even I'm not trained on that because I don't interact with patients okay. that way. Right. So I'm, to I'm eventually training. Right. I'm eventually training to be a midwife. Which means that I would be a provider or catching babies. I'm not sure how people do identification if a person is unconscious okay. and able to speak for themselves. I'm not sure. sure. I mean, they may go on the physical, and then when they, the patient is coherent, you can go back and update it and assure them that they weren't doing it to be a violation of their, you know, of themselves. Well, they start using the term biologically. They'll say this person is yeah. when they're coherent. They would say this. They'll still say this person. Um, identifies as blah blah blah. Right, but you still right. put the woman identifies man type of thing, or man identifies as woman. You said if they were incoherent, then you would no no no. no I'm saying, logically, so. but when they are aware, then yes, you would use other terms. Okay. Because that's because that's kind of weird. Like if the patient is female identifying as male, and like you come to do some type of procedure and. Yeah, so there are special trainings for people to service them. There's a place in uh, Mount Vernon. I think this they should still be open because they have a very serious need for their patient demographic. Chase Brexton, um, across from um, you know the dungeon on the left side, the dungeon of Street Brewers. Okay, okay. The dungeon of Brewers, but Chase Brexton is across the street from it, and they service the LGBT community. Um, I'm not trained in all the proper verbiage. Um, it's something that I do look forward to learning so I can make sure that I'm respectful when I'm interacting with people who identify that way. Okay, I think I get what Calvin was trying to ask. I get it. He's basically saying that they have a vagina, you know, even though they might identify something else, you know, they, you know. Yeah, like, I think that like if, I'm, if, I'm trying, if I'm trying to help you, I want to help you correctly. I need to right. know what, what the right. fuck you were before you saying what you are so, now and shit. So that's why they have special trainings for that. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even have all the answers because I know yeah. that that's a very specialized thing and yeah, there are wanna... people who are, who are skilled in doing that. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with what you identify as and I like people respect that. But if I'm trying to help you, I need to make sure. What the I fuck ain't fucking yeah, exactly. Like, what, what am I doing? 
I mean, the like more often than not, you're not really identifying a person by their genitals anyway. You're going to be looking by their external appearance. Like they got clothes on, unless you got to cut somebody out of their clothes. And mm-hmm. even still, like mm-hmm. they're going to go by like mm-hmm. most people are going to go by what they think, like what they see. And like we said, you can always address it when the patient is coherent. Most of the time, you're just going off of what you're seeing. You're not looking in people's drawers. Oh, penis. All right, let's do this. Yeah, like uh, vagina. Yeah. Most providers are not on that level of care with their patient yeah. when they have to look in there. What if they have a large? What if they have a large clitoris? What do you do then? That is not my area. <laughs> if they have a beard, they identify as a man, and that's, that's a penis. That is not my yeah. area. You you like whoa? Don't know what to do now. <laughs> waka waka waka! I was making a joke. Light, no. Hmm? Yeah, I didn't catch that. One. But that's not my area. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. Whoa. No, my brother, you're on your own. <laughs> no, I was trying to follow. Yeah, no. Um, anybody have any uh, uh, doula questions? So, while I was in Alaska, I don't know if I missed that. I don't think I did. I, I wanted to ask that question like, what made you want to become a doula? <laughs> I wanted to be in birth work for a while, and I just didn't know what aspect. I thought I wanted to be a neonatologist. Then I thought I wanted to be a like a surgeon for, you know, like NICU babies. And it's like, okay, how can you be directly involved and you already in your mid-20s and you graduated college? And okay, so maybe you can be a PA because being a PA, you have a little bit more flexibility. Whereas like a doctor, you just in that one specialty. And then I was like, no, I want to be directly like involved in the patient care. So I started the doula training and the more uh, as a lot of times doulas who I can't even say like the more births that you attend, but a lot of times doulas want to become midwives. And as a midwife, you are a provider, like the same way that people have a cardiologist or people have an endocrinologist or a podiatrist is the same thing uh, for midwife. A midwife is like a provider for um women or people who identify as having you know those parts right people who can get pregnant people who have periods or people who have uteruses or you know things like that but the midwife is a provider for you know those people and they can write prescriptions they catch the baby they do like the wellness checks and gyn exams and breast exams and all of that so that is on my you know my goals eventually to um accomplish but as a doula, I get to be like the emotional support person for the pregnant person. So my first babies that I um, like attended and it was just me like myself was in Alaska. So while I was in Alaska, I was working in the lab, but I would volunteer my own time at the uh, pre-maternal home that they have for the women um, in Alaska. Essentially, the pre-maternal home is like in my town. This was like the hub to maybe 52 other cities. So imagine Baltimore, right? Oh. And then they fly the moms in from like Frederick, mm. from Charles County, from La Plata, from, you know, Cecil County, stuff like that mm. at week 37, because full term is, you know, at 37 weeks. And, you know, a full pregnancy is like 40 weeks. So it's really 10 months. Everyone says nine months. So they fly the women in from these small villages and they are waiting essentially for a couple of weeks until they have their baby and they fly back home. 
but there's no one that's coming with them. Like their husbands are home and they've had like four or five kids already. Most of them by this point, culturally, they're not real big on birth control. Um, they're not really rocking. I mean, some of them do like there are some who would come in and get like the shot or the implant or whatever, but for the most part, they're not big on contraception. So they could be, you know, I'm 33. Some of them who I was assisting, they were on their fourth kid, fifth kid. And, you know, it just, it is what it is. So I offered, you know, my time and said, I know you're here by yourself. Um, I'm offering like this wellness class if you want to do like prenatal wellness. So they let me like the hospital, let me partner with them. And I would do like meditations. I would burn incense. I would sneak and burn incense. You know, you're not supposed to. (laughs) I was like, y'all gonna get this Erica by do today. But I I will put it in the window. You got to put it in the window. That's how you get around it. And I will only burn the small sticks, not the regular ones. Um, Or I would just bring my oil diffuser. I would massage their feet. I would bring Epsom salt, my shea butter. I would rub their backs. Like a lot of them said they never had a back massage. I was like, girl. And they like, we were cracking up. Like I talked to them just like how I would talk to my homegirls. I'm like, no, when you get back home, tell his raggedy ass to rub your back. Like they were so funny. (laughs) <laughs> so three of them ended up calling me saying like when, well, two of them call and one of them, I happened to be at work saying that they were in labor. So like I jump up, like running in the middle, <laughs> like the little houses behind the hospital in the middle of, of Alaska, like at 1230 in the morning, like, oh my God, because this one told me that and this was her seventh child. And she told me that she likes oh, to wait until the last minute. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? She likes to wait until the last minute to go in. So she waits her labor out at home and then goes in. So when she called me, I was like, are you ready? She was like, I'm ready to push. I was there in like seven minutes. <laughs> she had the baby like 30 minutes later. But oh, yeah, they they are culturally, <laughs> they do not, not only are they not huge on birth control, they don't really do anesthesia. So mm. they, if you want to, you know, do you want an epidural? You have to go to Anchorage, and that's an hour flight. And oh, you, an hour see, flight? God damn! So let me. Yeah, Anchorage <laughs> is four hundred miles away, so you can fly to Anchorage and get your C-section, or it's to Seattle if you have to, um, if something is more severe. But yeah, so they they're very you know quiet. They might grunt, do a couple, three, mm. four pushes, and they're out. It was very it was mind blowing for me to see that. I was like. Like you just you done like you done you finish <laughs> you done okay baby out all right I never like I you know and you expect like because American women are screaming and they laying in the bed and everything they they're very it was it was kind of interesting ain't, ain't, to see ain't, that ain't, ain't Alaska in America it yeah, is she, I think, I think she the it's colonized it by America <laughs> yeah. it's acquired colonized. by America yes yeah. But yeah, it was interesting to see that. But I I was so adamant about them having that support. And the hospital ass. understood. I said, none of these women have had a support person with them while they come here. They don't know these nurses. Like, they might see them in their appointments, but I was like, they don't know the staff like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them don't necessarily have cousins or, like, you know, a girlfriend in town. So you have a whole baby, you come in, you stay at like this hostel with other pregnant women. And I'm not saying that this is a bad thing for them to have this experience, but I'm saying that they don't have any support while they're laboring, while, you know, the days in postpartum and when it's time to go home and you're going home on a plane with a whole baby. 
a whole car seat by yourself on the plane back to your village. I was like, this is crazy. So the only way that they could have the support is if a doctor would sign up for escort. So by the time I was leaving, they emailed me saying that they were going to start a program to do it. So I was pumped because I'm like, I created a job. Like, I created a job in Alaska. That's always going to be one of my biggest flexes. I don't know what point they are in development for that. And I would love to go back and get that off the ground. I wouldn't go back for the lab. I would go back for the pregnant women and the community there. Because I feel like this is more of a teach a person to fish instead of giving them fish. I don't want to come and be the doula just for this community. I want to teach them those skills to support those people there. Mm-hmm. And then they can have that in their community. If people have already taken everything from those people, you know? Mm-hmm. They've already been colonized beyond measure. So I'm like, I just want to add my skill. And they said that they would like to have that kind of thing. So I'm not imposing anything on them. I made a whole Facebook post and everything. I was like, let's take a poll. Do you want something like this? And they were like, I never had anything like that. I had, you know, they talking, they had six, seven kids and never had nobody to rub their feet. So now everybody think they supposed to get their feet rubbed because the black lady who had the shaved head was there. <laughs> you don't start trouble. I spoiled, like I spoiled them. Yeah, I spoiled them. They would post on Facebook, send me pictures of the babies. They all still. I'm like, mm-hmm, because I spoil you. Shout out to uh, the women in uh, Alaska out here having millions of babies and being pramp pampered. <laughs> That's what's up, man? Anything else? Where, where's Shawnee? So, so I, I got a question. So you, you right. placenta artwork and the uh, placenta capsules, like how often are you actually doing the placenta capsules? Like are, are people, like a lot of people get that as a, as a popular or I'm curious. You said the, to do who? Placenta capsules. Oh, placenta encapsulation. So I am, I'm going to offer that as a uh, service. I do have some clients back home. So actually when I finish this contract up here in Vermont, I'll be done in March and I have some... Uh, babies back home in Baltimore and in Philly that are coming. Um, I don't know which of the moms wants placenta encapsulation. I have a training for it, but I haven't been able to do it yet. Um, I think it's an amazing, amazing, amazing thing to do. I encourage women to do it. I thought it was weird. You know, a lot of people don't really think about like the whole concept of eating or ingesting, you know, something from your body. But what I love about it from a biological perspective is like women or people who can get pregnant. Like the fact the fact that you like you grow an organ during pregnancy is just wild to me. You grow a whole separate organ, like a whole body organ with its own blood, like everything. It has its own function. You ain't got to do nothing. It's built in. You grow an organ in pregnancy. And then if you choose to, because other animals in nature do so after birth, eat it to replenish the nutrients that you just lost from having the whole baby. That's wild to me. I'm sorry. Like, I think that's dope. So <laughs> well, I, 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 <laughs> I agree can. with you. I was just kind of curious. So like how often people are actually, you know, getting this. There's service. definitely a market for it. There's definitely a community yeah. for it. The woman who I got my training from has a whole group. And there are women all over the place who are taking her trainers and doing encapsulations. Some people do a smoothie. I can see why the capsules will be an easy option because you can take it like, you know, sea moss or vitamins or whatever. Otis' face is sending me out of here. <laughs> I knew you was about to ask me. Uh, I want to add something. <laughs> no, I like that. That was interesting. Um, so 
do people also um, save placenta for um, what is that embryonic stem cells as well? Like you to can. hold on to them for, you know, in the event that the uh, the fetus grows up and develops mm -hmm. anything, you can use those stem cells oh. in order to, um, you know, assist with whatever health issues that the embryo may develop as it gets older. Uh huh. People do that. People also bury it and have a ceremony and they have a tree. They plant the tree. So that tree is that child's tree we or wish. like a bush or something. I would do like something that. like that. Like I would save a portion and like, like have like some type of plant life because it's full of nutrition, obviously, but yeah, people use it in different ways. Yeah. The stem cell thing I think is, um, has not yet been tapped in the way it could be because we know that people are money hungry and very, very greedy, but um, they're, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. Mm. Yeah, because it's very expensive for the stem cells. It, it is, and the fact that- Because you have to pay for storage. Mm -hmm. The maintenance of the storage and the fact that it has so many implications and, and things that it could cure or fix or like, you know, be a remedy for. Yeah, they don't want to fix it. It's not in the right hand, you know, it. something powerful like that is just not in the right hands. Also, and this may be like, and I get why it would gross people out, but not just embryonic stem cells from placenta, but the cells that are shed from the uterine line and when a, a person who can menstruate has a menstruation cycle, it's the same thing because those cells are rich and full of, of nutrients and cells that are supposed to support a new life. So when they don't get used and we get, you know, terrorized every month or whenever you have a period, it's like those same cells that could be in the placenta for stem cells, they serve the same purpose. So there is some there's some research being done on that. Her menstruation, she will pour that back into her plants. Mm-hmm. And That's they were probably living awesome. good. Mm -hmm. oh, wait, 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 what you say, Shawnee? Someone's putting <laughs> <laughs> somebody did what? I wish I could see y'all faces. It's taking me out. What would you say, Shawnee? <laughs> oh, the blood from her period. She pours it back into her plants. Are our plants healthy? I had to go well. probably living good. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you said that with confidence, too. <laughs> they probably living good. I'm I don't think I want to eat from that tree. I don't want that other tree. <laughs> if they get in stem cells, yeah, mm -hmm. they probably living good. They live in lavish. Okay, all right. Well, mm. Shout out to those plants, man. Look, listen. <laughs> um, Y'all faces are taking me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot. Like, fucking, wow. fucking plants are carnivores. Like always eats her placenta afterwards because labor is taxing and she mm -hmm. loves nutrients. You'll see the that's why after they give birth, as soon as they give and that baby is out, they're eating it. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's essentially the same thing yeah but see I don't want mine as my body temperature I'd rather have it in my CMOS capsule for me yes <laughs> are you saying they just taking that shit straight off the table what I mean <laughs> I, I'm not built like that I applaud people who are I'm no walking dead like that. shit. that's some walking dead shit <laughs> eating up a simple sandwich yeah straight up off but the, I've off heard the of, of some my, women my hand, no I I know in some like midwifery stories, midwifery is the study of being midwifery. Midwife. It looks like midwifery is definitely a funny word, but I've heard midwifery stories of women having placenta, like like ingesting it when they were having bleeding issues. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, that's some like, that's like you like, to me, that's Iron Man pregnancy. Like, you know how Iron Man football <laughs> is like. It's an <laughs> you Iron Man. what I mean? <laughs> if you got an E placenta because you hemorrhaging right there, that's Iron Man, Iron Woman, whoever you you are. That's Iron Pregnancy right there. That's wild to me. Like, you living off your own fuel at that moment. Shout out, shout out to the women that's out here eating themselves. T- shout out to them. <laughs> like, that's, I, I think that being that a man, pregnant wow. person is like, <laughs> It's, to me, it's like it's otherworldly. Mm-hmm. I think it's otherworldly that you can be a portal between, a, you know, an unborn being, like life and death. So mm-hmm. I always think that people who are the vessels or the portals of pregnancy should be revered and respected. Like, to me, that's mm-hmm. otherworldly to be a connection like that. Okay. And you're literally, you're not in control of anything. Once that little mm-hmm. human starts growing yep. inside you, you have no control. And it just goes, and you just got to do your best to maintain it, you know, and have a good environment for it, and it just goes. Okay. It's, I think it's amazing. Oh, but sidebar, so all of, all of the medical stuff aside, other things that I do when I'm not testing for coronaviruses and holding the leg and then holding the phone on FaceTime for the other person while somebody's pushing a baby out. Holy shit. <laughs> because that's how real it gets, is... Um, I'm a carnival addict. I love soca. I'm a soca junkie. And oh, carnival, yeah. carnival is something one of the things the most because of the pandemic. I miss carnival the most. Which carnival? You like dressed up and shit. Man, which you miss? like which one? I was supposed to play frontline in July. I'm sorry, I was supposed to play backline. But now because it is Panasonic, I'm going to play Frontline when we go back or, oh. or when we're allowed to go. But so far, I've been to Baltimore, D.C., right. Miami, St. Thomas, Boston, right. Worcester. We said Boston? Yeah, Boston and Worcester Boston. In, in 2019. I didn't know, I didn't know Boston had a, uh, a, a Caribbean. Um, uh, oh, it's lit. I mean, they was hanging off the traffic light. I love it. Are you Caribbean? <laughs> Hanging off the track. Yeah, I'm Haitian. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, that's what's up. LCX says, uh, Desmond right there. He's a Trinidadian. Uh, Shawnee is uh, her uh, background is uh, Jamaican. Oh, awesome! Y'all play bass? A long time. I played it as a kid. I haven't played it. Like I'll do like you know mud or something like that. The mud line, but I don't. I haven't played mud. Bro, DC mud mass is so good. I love them. Oh my god! Right. Baltimore used to be tight, like when I was like, I don't know, years ago. I mean, maybe 14 years ago, it used to be good, but um, I just went. I went in 2018 and 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah, DC Mud both times. My homeboys was with Holly Duvet, I think. Um, but and somebody else, I think, did what was that thing called? It wasn't Red Ants, it was somebody I forgot, but yeah, I'm. I just love carnival. It to me that is something I encourage every black woman to do. That is one of the most liberating feelings in the world. Period. Dancing in the street, looking beautiful with other black women dancing in the street, looking beautiful. Like nothing compares to that shit. Nothing. When I was younger, for my bachelorette party, I wanted like male strippers grease down. Now. I'm going to Carnival. Like, it's not even up for debate. Carnival is the bachelorette party. And the best thing is, Carnival happens like 10, 11 months out the year. So it don't matter. It really don't matter. Like, I can go at any point. How did you like the Miami Carnival? 
Miami Carnival is always a vibe. I, I volunteered the last time I went, so I was like in there working with Caribbean Airlines, handing out cups, taking pictures for like their social media. You got to finesse. I played mass for them in 2016, and then I volunteered in 2018. But it's fun to volunteer too because it's like everybody's still getting this walk. It don't matter if I got on this little t-shirt and tennis shoes. <laughs> You're still getting this walk regardless. You a helpful ass nigga. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> right. I'm, no, right. I, I, I'm right. helpful, but I, I like yeah. I like I like to finesse my way into shit. So I, you know, they give us the little map to lay out. We working with their media team and social media and shit. Yeah. I, I'm handing out cups and I got to be in a parade for free. Hopefully what? I'm dancing regardless. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> I, got mm-hmm. I got it for mm-hmm. free. Like what? And I'm taking mm-hmm. pictures with all y'all shit. I feel you. Um, hey, Sean, where, where the fuck is Shawnee? Yes, I'm all right. here. All right, cool. All right, because yeah, I, I stopped seeing you or whatever, so I didn't know. Um, before we get out of here, is there anything that that um you want to like run down or something like that that went on in the world that we have these these uh two wonderful people that might want to add their two cents to it? Well, you never introduced um Otis now. Nah, we gonna Otis gonna Otis gonna get his own because we we uh I started this shit. Yeah, we well we had like I don't know, I started this shit like maybe 15 minutes or 10 minutes afterwards or whatever. We like 136 or whatever. I, I thought you already knew Otis. No, no, we know Otis, but uh, niggas no. other people he coming no, on the show no, and he no, gotta no, say no, what the fuck. Listeners oh. don't know. Yeah, they don't know that nigga. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, damn, we about to get off. I just got on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, oh, then, you... I, then, then I saw Desmond. All I saw was stars and a beard. I said, you look like uh, in the Galactic Santa Claus out this movie. <laughs> no, I man. He has that cosmic ass background. No, I mean, hey, man, if you want to stay on, no, it's, it's, you want to stay you want to say some shit, y'all? Go ahead. You want to talk? Oh, let's go ahead, man. Hey, hey, look, man. Look, listen. Hello. What happened? No, no. I was going to say. Something. All right, no, I was no. Gonna... I, was, I was going to introduce you real quick and shit. Oh yeah, quick. go ahead. Do your thing. Do your All right, thing. now we got brother Otis. Go ahead. What's up? Yeah. What in the right. fuck is going on? <laughs> 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 hey, motherfuckers is late in the motherfucker. <laughs> Look, this nigga's a nut. Look, listen, we got brother <laughs> on here and shit. Hey, brother Otis, what what do you uh? You see, I don't know how to interview Otis and shit, or like ask this nigga questions because you know, like, hey, Otis, man, what you what you got going on, man? Like, what you got going on that the people might be interested in? What's something you want us to about? know? Yeah, I thank thank you because I'm like, it's Otis. I know, right? Shit. Yeah. I do I do a bit of everything for real. So, you know, I do internet radio. Um, everybody calls it a podcast. So I want y'all to come on too. Um, you know what's the name of the, what's the name of the show on internet radio and how can people listen to it? All right, so it is called Anika Tells All. Um, and it is through uh, the Worldwide Flavor Network, which is an internet radio station. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Um Basically every every streaming platform uh, on YouTube uh, on Thursdays at ten. Um, outside of that shit, I do stand up comedy. I do I write I write movies. Um, what else do I do? I just got out of the military, 
So uh, go army and shit like that, you know. I do a whole lot, and I um I do theater, so I act as well. Um, this nigga said you just, do theater. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit, that's, that's, my nigga. Tell, 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 the, tell the people how you slid. Tell the people how you slid into uh getting into the theater though. What, what area you are you in? Wait, um, this too, uh, it's too, wait, wait, wait. Pause over this. Too many questions. We wanna we wanna start with Calvin's yes. questions. We're gonna come back with Alicia's question. Go. All right. How did, so you, how how did I, you get into this shit? So I got into the uh, theater through um, networking. Someone from that we interviewed at in the radio station. Um, we interviewed about the play. They needed extras. So they wanted younger people. So I got my daughter on. Okay. And I went to a couple of the uh, the rehearsals with my daughter. I was taking her and a couple of um, of the children who mm-hmm. started to volunteer. Liked it so much. I believed in it so much. I started to volunteer. I offered to volunteer. Um, my daughter is actually in the taping. She was on the taping of the play. So it's coming out on Amazon Prime. Uh, we were okay. also interviewed on ABC as well. Um, I awesome. thought we had a better time slot. That drink was like two in the morning on Saturdays. But you got uh. to start from But so one of the main characters caught COVID. Oh, and the uh, the director, who also Miss Arona, um, she directed um, Obama's last uh, concert when he mm. left out in D.C. and some other things. Um, but she was like, look, you know, everybody's part. We need you know, we need you to step up. We need you to play the understudy. And so I played the understudy. Um, and that's how I got into theater. Okay. Your daughter will make a daddy become a uh, right. I love a that. That's shit. <laughs> I love that. That's became a thespian. Oh, thespian ass nigga. Yeah. All right. Now we now now Alicia had asked a question. We we going. All right. Go. I was asking where you're from. You said that you did through networking and what theaters uh, have you worked with? Because I know some folks are arena players. Um, what was oh. the theater? Um, do you, it was off of, uh, you know, where down. You, where you from first, Otis? <laughs> oh, I'm from Baltimore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shout out to hometown. What part of town are you from? What do you mean? I'm from West Baltimore. Oh, why? Oh, What you mean? Oh, right. <laughs> oh, right. He said, We're not off of Bonson Killer. <laughs> Bonson Killer. <laughs> no, that's no, That's because she's from the east side. Oh, oh okay. No, I'm from over east. Oh, I'm from over east. Oh, okay. over okay. east. What, 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 what the hell is the difference? What it is, dummy? It's definitely different. <laughs> <laughs> what it is, dummy? <laughs> Down, it's see, fuck it is dummy. Fuck it is dummy. Fuck it is dummy. Yeah, fuck it is dummy. Fuck you doing show show with your dumb ass. What? <laughs> <laughs> the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore came out heavy just now. <laughs> That's what's up though. So you said you work with uh, which ones? Um, what is that on? Uh... Off of you talking about center stage? No, it wasn't center stage. 
Um, do you know where the Valley Fitness is downtown? I'm sorry, the Merritt Athletic. Mm-hmm. You ate yourself like a bitch. You just ate the- <laughs> I know, right? The nigga said Valley Fitness. <laughs> near the, uh, the Mac down there? It's- I know what theater you're talking about. Yeah, where the McDonald's is. Mm-hmm. I, know exactly I mean, what not McDonald's, talking. the Dunkin' Donuts. Right, yeah, it's right the Dunkin' Donuts right there. I know exactly you mean where Five Seasons used to be? Who? Five Seasons used to be right there. I don't know what five. It's a Baskin Robbins next to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Five Seasons used to be right there. What's Five Seasons? Right. Five Seasons was a legendary open mic poetry yeah. jam session type shit in I, Baltimore. Long running. Well, I thought it was like like a such pizza shop. Beautiful town. No. It was such no, a yeah, good time. Like clubs and all that shit in there. Yeah, uh, it was like a, a, a open mic poetry lounge. You would have loved it. That was some good times, man. You do poetry? I used to live at Eden's on a Tuesday. You hear me? You hear me? <laughs> Poetry night at Eden's open mic. Yeah. Organic Soul oh. Tuesdays. OST. Mm. Oh, I, that. I used to be in there all the time. You Them mean, and five seasons. You ain't never you never been in there, Calvin. You never been in there and heard no uh, poetry. All right, there goes the nah. winter. I ain't know. <laughs> 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 nah, I never, <laughs> I never, I never been in Eden's when they no, not when they did the open mic shit. I did. Oh word. Nah. They, probably, they probably do that shit on like a Tuesday. It was yeah, Tuesday. I mean, it was Organic Soul yeah. Tuesday. Oh I've shit! Older, see? I, nah, yeah, nigga. We did, we did Eden's. We did Eden's. We did Eden's when, like, when it was a a, a, a lounge. A party. Yeah. Yeah. It was like when a party they moved the tapes out the way. Yeah, we wasn't in there for. Yeah, for uh, we, was in there. we wasn't in there for the Natural Sisters. We was in there for. Well, the there. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> yeah. Not not the, the Natural Sisters out there snapping. I was one of the Natural Sisters in the club on the other days of the week. Yeah, so yeah, you did. You did when we was looking for you. Yeah, exactly. You was in there when we was in there. Shit. Y'all was in there on Monday nights when Morgan used to run a heavy. No. Two thousand nine. Okay. okay. Two thousand nine. Morgan was running Edens on a Monday. Tricks and Zeke. Okay, they had it on lock. Them niggas used to do every third Sunday at Red Maple. Oh, I lived there too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was a club hopper. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I was a hopper. My ass was out Sunday to Saturday. A oh. bar, a lounge, a club. I, my ass party. Mm. It gets to the point I could find messages of people asking me what to do. Like I was that person. Alicia, what should I get in the night? Well, what kind of vibe you looking for? Okay, what side of town are you trying to be at? You trying to go to DC? Okay. No, my ass was out. So, so um, hey Otis, you got any uh gigs going on right now? Any acting you doing right now? No, not right now. Um, I was trying to get into, uh, what is this for Color Girls? So I'm gonna be in a production of it, but it's Ooh. gonna mainly be on Zoom, and it's a lot of um older Baltimore actresses that are involved. Mm-hmm. So, um, women who've been in theater for like ten plus years. Oh, wow. okay. I look forward to that. Um, outside of that, uh, that's about it. I want to start really getting into um, extra work in DC. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start working on that as well. You say extra work, yeah. you like like uh, random shows or or movies or whatever. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Because you know DC is like a hub. That's like going to New York. That's the yeah. closest thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So, yeah. Right. DC is popping, so it's mm-hmm. a lot of work where like I can get my face shown. 
Yeah. And build up my resume. That's what I'm talking about, nigga. Go ahead and get your That's motherfucking awesome. act on, man. Shit, let me get a dollar, Who's nigga. Can you discuss your cast for and for color girls? Actually, at this point, no. I um, <laughs> got got your ass. Because yeah. I'm like, I know some actresses. I'm like, I know some actresses that's been on right. the scene. So I'm like, I wonder if they in it. No, so um, it, it'll be the same um production group, um, but the like some of the actresses have been picked. They're still working on some of it. So I won't really even find a, anything out until like February, the end of February. Okay. So that's when things are start, going to start getting in gear. Have you done extra work in Baltimore? Because I used to live in Mount Vernon and they were filming uh, House of Cards back then. Like they were blocking oh, sure. everything. And you know, what's his name? Messed it all up. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. yeah. Like when I found that, I was like, dang, I've seen them people filming. Like right. that's wild to me. Wow. And it was always like it was always people around there. So was I was spacey. wondering. That nigga was a whole creep. Yeah, yeah. like it was really <laughs> unfortunate because those people like depended on that work. So I don't know. Have you worked on projects like that around town? Or you, this DC is gonna be your first venture into doing it? DC will be my first venture. Oh, awesome. That's really yeah. good. That's a rich market too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm I'm kind of getting uh connected to a pretty good network of of uh, actors and people in theater. So, you know, it, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Good, good, yep. good. My daughter, so my daughter just completed. So through, through the production, um, my daughter got offered an internship with Johns Hopkins. Um, she's about 16. So she just completed uh, writing, directing, producing everything. Um, a, a, a mini clip for, um, their film festival. So they did a film festival as well that my daughter, um, me and my daughter, we did a skit on, but she she did everything. I was just the actor in that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's but yeah, that's um, that's also on my on my Facebook page. Uh, she's the very last uh, entry um, for the film festival. That's so, awesome. That's you must be so proud. Bro. Yeah, it, that's, that's Matt Wallach's daughter's into acting. My daughter's into acting too, yo. That's funny. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if my daughter knows that about your daughter, but that's funny. They have the same name. They're both into acting. Like, yeah, yeah. She same same everything. Need she's to get to like the, uh, need to get together and write some shit. Yeah, facts. Yeah. I'm. I'm actually. Uh, we are in the works of starting um, a production business for my daughter as well. Nice. So yeah, we're gonna get her LLC within the next thirty days. Dope, man. Yeah, I'm at the, I'm at to get you into my daughter, man. She does absolutely. I'm trying to I, I try to get it. She wrote like this nice movie, man. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. She's still a little shy, you know. But it comes to improv, though. She loves improv. Like improv is like shit, man. Like she's really nice. good at with improv. But that's crazy, though, man. I I didn't know your daughter was into that <clears throat> and stuff. Yeah, bro. You know they got like a Zoom improv thing that she could do too. No, I didn't know that, man. Did not know I'm that. um. I'm gonna holler at somebody who was in the last play. She just finished her Zoom improv through um, what's that joint? Uh, the Comedy Club in oh. California, L.A. Yeah, you talk. You talking about on um? Is it is on? Is it on a Sunset? Yeah, the big it's on Sunset. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, they, they do improv and they got Zoom improv classes. Yeah, so if, you know if you can, uh, go, you can go out there and kill shit, bruh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
That's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah. man. You know, yeah. Otis, I'm sorry, not to cut you off. I'm sorry, Otis. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was about to say, because, you know, Otis also, he be doing skits and shit like that as well, right? Yeah, I, I saw the skit he did with the okay. truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, be doing, he be doing skits and shit. That nigga, yeah, that nigga yeah. funny as shit. I'm trying to get Otis, uh, I'm going to get up with Otis and we're going to write a um a little a little montage. Well, not montage, but write something for our podcast and shit. We want to act it out or whatever. Yeah. Hell yeah. You always Hell yeah. do impressions. I'm so tickled when people do impressions. I think that's so fucking funny. I, I mean, I could do one or two, you know. I, mean, I, could do <laughs> I think Jamie Foxx, like, Jamie Foxx is one of my favorite. Like, when it comes, that man is like. He is a monster. He does not miss. Yeah. He is he a monster. Miss. Yeah. Just spot on miss. everybody. Yeah. Like, you could tell, like, in his mind, he does. When he talks to people, he studies them. He studies like their mannerisms and everything. You couldn't tell me he wasn't Ray. Right. Oh, yeah. Wait till, wait till he does Mike Tyson. I'm oh, so he'll kill pumped. He'll kill I'm yeah. pumped for that. Because yeah. he was already teasing him and imitating him before. So to see him exactly. in character, I'm going to fall out. Yeah. I just know I'm going to fall out. It's going to be so good. I'm proud of him. And Soul has, has the most streams of any Disney Pixar. I'm like, I don't understand why these companies not catching on that when you partner with Black people and you make it relevant. Talk. You know, Talk. when you make it relevant, when it's real content and not us shucking and jiving and having our asses kicked. Yeah. And you make real relatable stuff that just shows Black people in a regular ass relatable way. It works out for everybody. And I don't understand why they still haven't caught that on. Every time mm. they partner a black person with a major empire, it takes off. And it's not the empire, because the empire was already existing before us. Mm-hmm. They we mm. takes up the levels that they never imagined. And I'm like, what's not clicking? Like, what are y'all missing? <laughs> Facts. What's not clicking? Mm-mm-mm. Facts. It should not be. I'm tired mm. anytime. And I'm not gonna go on the on the angry racist tangent, but no, fuck I, that. Whole, fuck it. Go go off. But <laughs> but you, first black, mean? like I, I really, anytime I see First Black, I side out the company, but I applaud the individual. Why are we still having First Black? You can't tell me that there's no pool talent for whatever it is. It don't matter how obscure it is. It's because we don't know about it. Mm. Mm. There's no reason for mm. there to be First Black anything. Like, why? Because a white, white man holding us down. But what? <laughs> like, even when it comes to fashion, people were dragging, what's her name? Uh, Anna Wintour talking about like not having enough black people with Vogue. And I'm like, you can't tell me that there's no black person in high fashion and editing or photography or any of that, or directive being a creative director who was never available in all this time for Vogue. Like girl. Because Anna went towards one of those <laughs> white people to be like, Oh my God, tell me how I can be a better white. No, I hate white people like that. Oh my I God. Know. I didn't know all this was going on. I didn't know my ancestors owned slaves. I think yes, that right. to be <laughs> to, please to tell claim, me how to be better. Yeah, to claim to be ignorant or to be ignorant, in my opinion, as a a white person, to claim ignorance of the struggle of oppressed people in this year, like as of this moment, what time is it? I just think that it's absolutely intentional. You can't convince me it's not. You cannot convince me that you don't understand how people have things at a significant disadvantage to you. And you like you're being willfully obtuse at that point. If you feel like whether you're black or white, but particularly for people with a racist agenda, if you claim to not understand or don't get why we're at a disadvantage, 
because I'm like, the answers are already there. So I don't even argue with people like that. Like, I know some people like to try to educate and, you know, because some people are truly allies and they want to use their platform or whatever to help. But I am not um, interested in the business of educating anyone who's not in the space to do so. Like, I don't like to argue about about stuff like like I'm not usually because people are not open. They're not open minded. Like, are you asking me for understanding? Are you asking me to be controversial or to play devil's advocate if you want to, like, get a rise out of someone? So that's my rant on that. Mm. I don't think that was a rant, though. That was dope. Thank you. <laughs> that was a rant. That was, I man. get riled up over stuff like that. I'm like, black people be getting overlooked. And I'm like, y'all, you can't, you can't be serious. Fucking white people. Shit. Like it, it blows up with all of us. Like it, it only is a benefit when we're tied to it. I have yet to see it do bad. Man, listen, listen. White people are trash. I am absolutely not tied to this statement. Hey, Otis, don't make no, 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 Anyway, I'm absolutely not tied to this statement. Hey, man, look, listen. Do not represent those of my employer. <laughs> That's how we get down on this podcast, man. Look, listen, the white people know I'm, I'm fucking with. I'm just fucking. I'm talking about the, the trashy ones. I ain't talking about the, you know, the, our allies and things of that nature. Look, I can say that. You know, I'm not representing you. I'm, I'm representing uh, the black people that's tired of being kicked. You man. know, uh, uh, ran amok. And every person is not seeking liberation, and we have to be okay with that. Right. Mm, that's a deep statement. Every person. My name on Twitter liberation. is Harriet Tubman's Gunsmoke. Oh shit! That's where I know you from. I follow you, yo. Like yo, I was like yo, this, she looks so familiar, and that's why I know. That's where I know you from. Look, look okay. at look, look at Jordan bringing people together. Because I'm not with the bullshit. <laughs> yo, I love your post, yo. Because I'm not with the bullshit, post. bro. Yeah, I'm not. that's yeah, why. I'm not. You had like, some dope posts on Twitter. See, so that. you're not for the white people shit then. I'm not for the like. If Harriet Tubman had to fire her gun, you best believe it was in the name of freedom and liberation. You got damn right. Shit. Period. So no, I'm not with the bullshit. Mm. Wow. Hey, you What's your name on Twitter? I didn't even realize. Well, Otis, what is your name on Twitter? I think it's like Otis Will. You think? Yo, oh, no, I feel like yeah, that thing. Remember that moment on Insecure when Issa had the dude in the back of the car and was like, "Yo, like that." Yeah, that's, oh. what that- that's crazy. Baby that's Yoda. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, baby Yoda. <laughs> baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Yeah, nigga, I bring everybody together, nigga. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm out here, man, motherfucker. You know she's only doing one more season. I am so sad. I'm distraught. Oh man, man, we fifth season. Yeah, that's it. I'm fine. I'm fine with that though. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. need to go beyond five. Who seasons, do you want her to be with? Who did? I know everyone has their own view. Who Issa is best with? Uh, I want her to be alone. Yeah, I want her to be wow, really? I'm, I'm just being honest, you know. Lawrence got the baby coming or whatever. I mean, that's that, I mean, they weren't together when that happened. What if that's not his baby though? That might be her ex husband. What if she slipped up? Damn, Damn look at you. You, 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 like, what did, if that's not you writing for this? 
No, but I like something juicy if it's gonna be the last season. Oh, okay, Shit. all right. So you yeah, think it's gonna be the up. you gonna be the nigga with it the strong is. face? What, what's the nigga with the strong face name? Uh, what's his name? Daniel. I'm Daniel Hive. Okay, homie with the strong face. That nigga was in uh. I love him. That nigga was in a, what movie was that? He was in. A, I the know Purge. he was in. It was like a like a military monster type thing, it, right? It was the, the Purge. I can't watch stuff like that. My nerves bad. Oh man, it's a good, oh, it's a good shit. movie. Hold on, you can cut motherfuckers open. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> nerves bad. You can't watch a fucking movie. <laughs> I tell you, people give me the blues. People he said, "Oh shit!" Over that all the time. I process literally blood, urine, stool, cerebral spinal fluid, yeah. joint fluid oh, all God. day. Oh. A movie with people getting shot, like like Saw. I walked out the movie theater. I cannot take blood and go. Like, listen, Saw is a little disgusting at some point. I can't take slasher films. I can't take none of that. You know, I was shook when I saw Us. Like, my heart rate was off the charts. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm soft (laughs) like wet flowers, y'all. Like, I'm I'm I can't. My nerves. I, I, think, was, I think it was I just bad it. acting when you watched us. That's all. I don't think it was the bad. What? No, I was shook. Their body language had me fucked up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The bad acting when they had the orange suits on. The other world people was whack. They was corny as shit. Regardless, I can't do sorry. Sorry, sorry but but like you like that I, movie. I am Daniel. Know, right? so garbage. So she but wants. Dan- she wants. What? What you about to say? No, I was saying I'm Daniel Hive, but I'm selfish. I don't think they're good together. I just think he's the most handsome out of her boyfriends. So. Oh, I ain't got no fight. I ain't got no dog in that fight, but I'm taking Lawrence. <laughs> you say you got no dog in that fight? Why you Wait think you Lawrence Hive? He can't, he can't. I ain't no Hive. I ain't part of it. You Lawrence Hive, yo. Ain't no Hive over here. Yeah, we, 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 we coaching. I got a clipboard out like, hey, you on the screen? Pick play. Lawrence. You say you team Lawrence? Yeah, Team Lawrence. Y'all know I'm Team Lawrence. I've been Team Lawrence when the show first came out. I'm Team uh, I'm Team um, TS, uh, TSA dude that she was having sex with. Oh, TSA! <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm I'm Team him and shit. Yeah, yeah. TSA was snacks. holding her down though. He was. That's what he I'm saying. Yeah, that shit was so fucking funny. No, seriously, if I had to pick somebody, <laughs> yeah, what what high voters? What you say? I ain't watched Insecure. So I saw all of season one. Then I was like, yeah. Really? Do you watch any of the shows that the local actors are in? Because I watched I some know. of the their series. What local um, actors? Like, so I've been watching Project Heat Baltimore. Uh-huh. Um, the fuck is that? That's, that's the most recent thing. So Project Heat. Um, that Where is, are you watching it first? It's yeah, what are you watching? Okay. Okay, YouTube. Okay. Project Heat won um like an award for um best like new series, but it's called Project Heat, and it's about it's like the wire version of the New York drug trade through mm-hmm. Baltimore and Atlanta. And it's like it's real. It's real. But it features so it's Project Heat, that's in New York, Project Heat Baltimore, that's in Baltimore about the NY pipeline um, running down here. And it, it it got some real stuff in it, um, historical. But it's, it's really, really good. And it features, so I've on my show, I've interviewed half of the cast of Project Heat Baltimore. They got two seasons. Okay. Who are the people in it? I wonder if I recognize any. Um, 
guy by the name of Rock. Um, Rock. Yeah. What? No, 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 Charles Dutton, Rock. No, no, right? You did a you did a show with Charles S. Dutton. No, no. The trash man and shit. Uh, who else? Um, Doctor Doctor Wagner. Uh, she's like a a psychologist. Um, who else? Uh, shout out to all these local people. Yeah, so it's like a lot of local people. Um, features a lot of New York people too. Uh, but I don't I don't really remember their names. Niggas from New York State coming down here getting work. Right, right. Yeah. And it's some it's some real. It was what's so crazy about it? It's some real stuff that happened mm-hmm. about um like big time big time dude in the projects, him and his wife and his family running like a whole operation down here. The wife set him up to get killed because he was like on the low gay and what he was going to leave his, yeah, he was going to leave, he's like jail gay. What the fuck? The nigga said he jail gay. What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. When he in jail. Come on. Come on. Because they talked about it on Atlanta. Yeah, in Atlanta, like you, you like booty on the outside. Right. So he was jail gay and they had him killed. Yeah. He was screwing, so he was screwing his wife's uh, male cousin. <laughs> hey, yo, oh, that's, a, that's a sick ass show. That's, oh, that's wow. crazy, that's like, a from a show. You said, you said that's based off of like that's real messed shit. up. Yeah, no, that's, that's real shit though. Wait, no, I, I mean it is. Like, I don't, I don't like that's some, like some Omar shit. What the fuck is that? Nigga, that nigga was gay, gay. He wasn't jail. No, gay. Yeah, Omar was just gay. Yo. He was, yeah. Yeah. He was Omar gay. was, but like the dude, like. Was jail gay, but it, it's real interesting. It's you got you got to stop saying jail gay. That shit. You got to say so jail funny. gay. That's just so. Jail no, you you got to say it so you pay the picture. Are you saying uh-huh. the guy was down low? Yeah, he was down low. He wasn't too down low. He's fucking his, his wife's cousin. Yeah, that, that man, that's okay. That's that down low. That ain't down low. That's out in the open. <laughs> no, down low means that he doesn't live right. that way. Like so, publicly, that's not so his when, public persona. Right. He's not. So when when yeah. they would go, when they uh-huh. would go, like make uh transactions and make runs up the uh, up north, he would take his wife's cousin, and they would like really, you know. Okay, what? all right. Anyway, here we go. Oh. What, what, what other what other shows? <laughs> what other shows? <laughs> the fuck is going on? You gotta go into detail. <laughs> He's got close to shit. The goddamn camera to change the subject. Cause this nigga trying to go into detail. We don't need that. All I was right. asking what the, what the series was about. Yeah, you yeah, because you can answer that. No, it's it's not about that, but it's about the um the drug trade in uh Baltimore. All right, yeah, York there we go. yeah, that is it's really about a New York fight. Now. Yeah, all right, cool. And what is it called? Project X. What is <laughs> Project Heat Baltimore. Oh see, he and X because he's saying it's X rated material. Yeah, that right. shit. Wow. <laughs> I, I hope Project Heat. Yeah, there ain't okay. no, no dick sucking in this. Shit. I know some no, of no, the. No, 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 you don't see none of. You don't see none of no dick. All right, cool. I don't want to see none of that shit. How long the episode? Um, season one, I want to say it's about ten episodes. Season two, about the same. It was on YouTube. How long are they? How long? Yes, are on episodes? YouTube. Okay. An hour. What are like every episode is an hour. hour, hour okay. Yeah, and shout out to my man Kyle. So, um, one of the actors in season two, Kyle, he went to uh Milford. Oh, but he okay. was 
he was 03. No, shout out to Milford, nigga. Yeah, yeah. He shout out to the parties, I think. Who, Kyle? Yeah, he used to throw like parties or some shit. I don't even know. Uh, skinny light skin dude. Yeah. Yeah, he could have. He's been doing the parties back in the day. Yeah. But, yeah. It's 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 been an interesting. Uh, it's been really interesting. That's cool. Okay. Damn, well, eventually you'll be on a show. Yeah. As you, as you work your way through the the ranks. Yeah. You don't got you don't got no stand up uh no stand up joints coming up. No COVID screwed me over. Bro. Yeah. So so now like since I'm I'm just like pretty much networking, hanging out with the OGs, the people. So now a lot of people on the local scene, they get uh, invited to do Zoom shows or they'll do, you know, some type of internet show. So I just like go and hang out with them, network. Um, you, you should set up a Zoom show. Yeah. So my, my brother did Dark. So mm-hmm. Dark is one of the OG, one of my OGs. And like Larry Lancaster and a guy by the name of CJ. Larry is is simple. He yeah. get on my nerves. So that's that's who, like who, who, a, who, who the hell is Larry? Oh, Larry Lancaster is pretty big in um in the DMV. He's pretty big. He is ridiculous. So Larry, he, he, he's, he's stupid. He's, he's, com- he's a comedian. Yeah, he's a comedian. Yeah, he's a comedian. Okay. okay. He does events too, like he'll host yeah. too. Larry is mm-hmm. a trip. Okay. And like that's that's one of my brother OG. So mm-hmm. um, we went with CJ to the Comedy Factory because Lavelle Crawford was here. And I don't know if y'all saw my picture with Lavelle Crawford. Like I seen, I seen it with him and your brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we met the, the <clears throat> dude that's in the middle, that's CJ. But Lavelle Craw, I mean, CJ's been touring with Lavelle for years. And what's dope about mm. Lavelle, like most comedians, they'll have like their own set. They'll have one set. Kevin Hart, he'll go everywhere. And during a certain period of time, he'll do only one set. Lavelle Crawford will do three different shows back to back and have three different sets. Wow. That's how brilliant the Lavelle is compared to a lot of other comedians. Wow. Lavelle's so, hilarious too. He is crazy funny. Even when we were in the back in the green room, like that guy had everybody laughing in the room. <laughs> like he is he's amazing. And they were they were talking about uh Gary Owen. Like a lot of people don't know, like comedians that's popping when they tour, Gary Owen came the last time Gary Owen came pre-COVID. He did three shows Friday, three shows Saturday, three shows Sunday. They God said damn. they said Gary Owen got paid off the ticket sales, right? The dude made over a hundred thousand in one weekend. Yeah, like black, it's people, black people love going to see his white ass. Yeah, oh, I don't <laughs> think he's. I don't. I don't think he's funny personally, but I, you know, he has his moments, man. He I got, think he he's, say, some, he got, he got he's a, made yeah, some he problematic a statements regarding black people. So Gary Owen, yeah, excess, he's, yeah, he's not. Statements. What, what, what are the problematic statements? You I don't have the receipts on them. If you give me five minutes, I can find them. I don't, All not, I know I'm, is that he's made problematic statements in relation to black people, and he's minding black folks' business, and we don't I like think, that. I, I think he does that because he has a black wife and he got black kids, and it's not yeah. his place. Still, mm-hmm. yeah, ex- so. I'm, I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of his anyway because I don't think he's funny. Me, this is me. I, I didn't know he was doing that. Yeah, yeah I didn't either. 
Yeah, I didn't know. Hilarious guy, though. I'm not putting it down for him. <laughs> I'm nah, fuck that. You did. It's always it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. He's canceled. No, I, I thought that you were aware of this because you were on Twitter. Like, people, black Twitter be on his ass. <laughs> yeah, they be on. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Like, yeah, we're not yeah. on his o- ass. Otis, Otis is not aware of this. He's not aware of this. That's why he's like, fuck it. I don't know. Someone keep laughing at him. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. You still think he's funny? You just he just canceled. I'm not saying he's not funny. I'm saying I thought Otis was seeing it because we're in similar networks on Twitter, and we mm-hmm. see how people be ready to, to tag him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, I, when when it comes to comedians, though, like aside from Lavelle Crawford, I really like follow Chappelle he's because I, he's I like I like his style of comedy and how it's so unorthodox. Because Chappelle can come in and talk and just naturally be funny. He could talk for like three, four hours and have like laughs lined up for days. You think- and then he builds, he'll build his material up off of the like the five hour conversation that he has in the club. Yeah. Compared- do, do, you, do you think he's the uh, the funniest comedian right now? Absolutely. Or, 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 or is he in your like top five, three or whatever it is? Oh, Chappelle definitely in my top five. Okay. I mean, I think I think he is the funny. I think out of all comedians, he may be one of the most prolific. Okay. In terms of like his yeah. um, his fight with the industry, mm-hmm. and how he lost, but actually he's still winning. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he's definitely winning now. Like yeah, he, he, he was he was down for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But I, th- but I think that was more uh, because he wanted to own his own IP, and Comedy right. Central wasn't trying to give that up. Right. So I think that's why he was down, but. Like you said, he had a hell of a comeback, especially with right. uh, getting up with, with Netflix and putting out yeah. those uh, projects and then touring and shit. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. But y'all, y'all got to be down, though. One thing Chappelle now, did. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. No, just to uh, answer Calvin. He, we're not mm-hmm. saying like he was down, down, but like, you know, once he gave back uh, when he 50 walked mil, away. Yeah, he walked away from that I 50 just, mil. I just think he needed, I just think he took a break. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, he was down. Like not yeah, like, like he not like he was having a bad shit. time, but he was down. He was chilling. Uh, he was yeah. Down. I thought you was down. Let's say I wouldn't say down though. Down is like the, probably the wrong word. Yeah, down. Down, down time. What you want to say? He, break. He, no, he break. Break. All right, we say we can say take a break then. We take a break then. That's fine. Yeah. But like when it comes to um, what do you call it? Um, the interest of networks. Like you've never seen an African American comedian go to a network such as Netflix and say, I didn't get paid off of that. And I'd like for you to take that down. You don't really well, see African Americans having the power to do something like that. Absolutely right. Especially in the comedy world. Because uh, they'll, they'll cancel you quick. Corporate America I mean, will cancel you quick. They can't cancel you, man. I, I agree with you saying as far as him doing that, but like there's been some black comedians that had that kind of power where shit got moved for them differently at the time and the time when they were on top than it did for other people though. And we just, we just, we just at a place that. What? These, yeah. Say what? Oh yeah. What, what the hell's going on over there? What? <laughs> hey man, put your shit back on mute. Yo, mute. <laughs> put your shit back on mute. She gotta put the kids to bed. They, that, that's what she, that she, is. She, she back on mute. All right, okay. so like, no, they don't have school tomorrow. Gang, gang. Oh, all right. What about you? Oh, you was uh, you was going off. 
Yeah, but, she was. Um, Take your ass to sleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was saying there was other comedians. So like uh like for me, like Bill Cosby had his time where he was he he things got moved in his favor. Eddie Murphy. A bad example. Uh, Richard, Richard, yeah, that was a, that was a, ter- was a terrible <laughs> fucking example. <laughs> I was at a bad example. I that one, though. No. I got to flag that. What time we at? Don't flag that, man. Let me flag that one. You can't take his history away, my nigga. What history? What history? What did he move? What you mean? No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm asking. What did he move? The Cosby Show. <clears throat> what about it? <laughs> what, I, what I'm saying to you is like how he was saying that um, uh, Dave Chappelle was the most influential black comedian. He was able to go to Netflix and say, "I'm not getting paid off for this and then move." What I'm saying, I'm saying is there were other black comedians before him that was moving shit that black people wasn't able to do at that time when they were on top. There wasn't no, what no black people had no own show that he wrote, produced, and had an all black cast. He didn't. Uh, he had multiple shows on TV. At the time, and was doing stand up, and was acting, and was so he was doing a bunch of different stuff. I think at the I, time, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think uh, you and Otis are trying. Uh, it's two different points. But I already, but I already said that it's not in the same vein of what Dave Chappelle did by going to Netflix and saying. I said, but there are other comedians that were were doing things in a similar fashion for their time, though. So like. like- you can't, you you can't. Dave Chappelle can't get to where he's at doing what he's doing without those people going through whatever they did at their time to do what they did. What they did. But for this time, everything Otis is saying is correct, though. I'm a disagree. I am too, yo. I'm a disagree. Um, no one did it how Dave did it, yo. Like you know, and I, I love Bill Cosby and Richard Pryor and all those, even Eddie Murphy. Like you know, what I mean, those guys went through things, and yeah, they they pulled some muscle, but. Dave Chappelle did it in a way that, you know, some white people can't even do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Like, corporate interest tried to cancel Dave Chappelle. After the yes. Chappelle show, when they lied on him, they lied on him. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. and tried to cancel him. Try to say, and, oh, D- D- Dave's using crack. Uh, yeah. D- D- uh, Dave's, you know, he's, he's having a mental breakdown. Yeah. You know, all types of wild ass shit. Now he's untouchable, bro. Yeah. They can't, they can't touch him. We about to wrap this shit up too. I just want to throw that out there. Oh, all right. Cool. <laughs> wrap it up, B. I just want to throw that out there. I'm sorry. Not not to cut. It was a really good conversation. We'll come back and do it again next week. Really good. Oh, oh shit. Panda, panda, panda. Turn it up then. Who the fuck? Don't talk about because you don't know we recording. That's fine. It can it can ring. <laughs> um, any, any anybody want to say anything else? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut that conversation short and shit. But shout out to Dave Chappelle, you out here, you know, saying, "Hey man, tell them niggas to cut my shit off or whatever, man," because I ain't getting paid for that. I love that spew that he did. Yeah. Again, like he didn't even have to tell a joke. He just sat there with the microphone mm-hmm. and told a whole story and shit for 20 minutes, and you yeah. got it. Mm-hmm. Love that shit, man. Uh, hey Calvin, you want to say anything? Ah. Uh... That was it. <laughs> <laughs> about to wrap this shit up, man. We've been talking for a while, man. Yeah, we can come back. It's cool, it was man. Good, though. It was good. It was, it was good conversation and shit. You know, yeah, it's been great yeah, chatting with y'all. Good. Thank you. Hey, no, 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 no. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. I got one more question for you. All right, go. Like, uh, are you making your own? You make your own CMOS drink? Your own CMOS. Uh... 
she looked like she would make it on CMOS too, don't I'm she? Curious. Like she mentioned I, I only make shea butter at this time. I eventually want to make incense, but no, I don't do CMOS supplements. I have a friend who does, okay. um, and I can connect you to them. Okay. Is it any good? The CMOS, I mean, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't have a taste because it's a capsule, but no, I don't think I was using them regularly enough to notice a difference. But I'm one of those people who's a sucker for buying something healthy because it's trendy. So I'm sorry. Because yeah, niggas be out here <laughs> having fake moss out here. No, I was cool, like, ooh, CMOS, my homegirl selling it. Yeah, girl, give me something. Like, no. that's what that was. All right, cool. That doesn't mean you got anything <laughs> to say? No, that's it, man. All right, cool. Um, Shawnee right. producer, producer, uh, Shawnee, Shawnee producer, producer, Shawnee. No? No. You good? You want to tie, tie a bow on it? Hi, y'all. <laughs> um, Otis, man. Hey, man. Look, listen. You want to? You want to say anything? Fuck. No, it's like no, nah. I'm good, <laughs> man. I'm just good. messing with you, bro. Nah. Um, I know. You, you got to come I, back. I, so I just, yeah, no. Nah, Otis, you want to come back next week? Hell, hell yeah. Hell to uh, the end. All right, but then. I, say, I just, all right, go ahead. I just I just wanted to let y'all know, um, you know, I really do appreciate you guys like bringing me on the show. Thank you so much. I, I've known you guys for like so long, you know, and um, it's just a blessing to be on here with you guys. So no doubt, I used, to, I, I used to live with Otis and shit. So yeah, you know, that's that's, that's my brother right there. Thank you, yeah. you for cleaning that up. You about to put a number on that shit. He damn sure was. Thank <laughs> you for not doing that. God bless you. <laughs> You damn sure. I've known y'all niggas for so long, so long. It's been it's been so long. It's been uh, so it's just a long time. Just a long time, guys. Love it. Just love you guys. Uh, Alicia, hey. Yes. What, you want to say anything? Um. Thank you again for y'all questions. If you know anyone in healthcare who's interested in being a traveler, send them my way. If you know a pregnant person who needs support, send them my way. If you have a student or a child or someone you know who may need tutoring, send them my way. Mm-hmm. And if you know anyone else who loves carnival, send them my <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, real quick, this is, this is the Norseman podcast. You will leave anybody with some Norseman. Um, yes. I will say... 95% of the stuff that you worry about does not happen. Mm. Mm. A strong 95%. And if you go by those numbers over your life, most of the stuff you've worried about has never come to fruition. That means you should start focusing on imagining the best outcome. Damn. Okay. That's deep. I and like that's that. a word to myself too, not just to y'all. Man, look, blessings, man. We're going to leave it like that. Hey, man, this is Norseman Podcast. Um, follow us on IG. That's at the Norseman Podcast. Email the Norseman Podcast at gmail.com. It's been a blessing, man. This is a great episode, man. Love it. Very, uh, very Norseman tea. Got a lot of flavors and shit like that. Love it. Otis, we're going to see you next week, my man. Hey, um, I'm about to go ahead and end this shit. Hey, uh, yeah, you, Desmond. You, you, write, you write that word down for the episode first? What's that? What she said? Your body clock. Yeah, your body clock. Sure. Circadian rhythm. No, fuck that. Wow. You got, you got, to, you got, you got to text that to me. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I can't spell that shit. You, you got to text that shit to me. Oh, nigga, Otis know what it is. Nigga, yeah. Otis smart. You a smart nigga. I, so I brought it up because I work night shift. So on my off yeah. days, I keep the same schedule. No, so Otis can let no. Otis, Otis can listen back. 
No, Otis can listen back. He look. He can listen to the podcast tomorrow. Bro. <laughs> you, you, ain't got, you ain't got to break it down. For yeah, I'm ending it. Um, this is Norseman podcast. <laughs> this is Norseman podcast. Thank you for listening. God bless. Good night, Desmond. Hit him. Hit a dick.